Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. You got to look at what Dr. Dre was always up against. He was never like the greatest producer in the world when he was with NWA, and he was making the greatest music in the world, but they wasn't giving him that. So when he finally got a chance to get with Death Row Records and have a breath of fresh air, some new MCs and a, a new new light, he was definitely going to show his ass. And from that point on, I feel like Dr. Dre put his stake down as like, I'm the dopest producer in hip-hop. I don't give a fuck where you from. You can't fuck with me. I can give you my track record and show you better than I can tell you. Everything I put out spent off and spent off something tremendous. And I started careers that ain't never died. So with that being said, we have a great list of producers, but they can't say that. You ain't put out a nigga from the West, a nigga from the Midwest, a nigga from the East, and all of them successful. Yeah. It's never no long list of finding talent. Every time you come out, this nigga find jewels and he make Eminem. The great white hope. White rappers had zero respect in rap. Let's keep that one foul wow. None. He has probably put Eminem in a position where he could be labeled as one of the top ten rappers ever. I don't think so. But the game feels like he's top ten lyricists and all that that comes with it. But that's just because he's with Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre helped him find the best Eminem that he could find. See I, see, I feel like people like you, Snoop, keep keep people honest. Because I, I, I respect Eminem, and I can see why people would have him in his top 10, top 5. I personally don't. You've been, around, you've been around a long time. Why don't you have him in your top 10? Because there's some niggas in the 80s that he can't fuck with. Like who? Like Rakim. Yes, sir. Like Big Daddy Kane. Yes, sir. Like KRS-One. Like LL Cool J. Shall I go on? I love uh, this. Yeah, yeah. Like Ice Cube, you understand me? I ain't got no time to play with it. It is what it is. It's like, Cuz did that. He did that to the fullest. That's one of my teammates. That's one of my brothers. Mm -hmm. He did that. But when you're talking about this hip-hop shit that I can't live without, I can live without that. Well, a couple of months ago, you know, he was doing an interview with The Breakfast Club. Somehow my name got brought up. And he was saying things about, you know, I'm not in his top 10. And everything he said, by the way, was fine. Like, up to a point. You know, when he, like, like, hey, I've never said, like him saying that, that he, I'm not in his top 10 because there's some rappers from the 90s that I can't fuck with. I, you know, hey, hey, him saying Dre made the best version of me. Absolutely. Like, why would I have a problem with that? Like, if, would I be here without Dre? Fuck no. I wouldn't. 
the rappers he mentioned from the 90s, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, G-Rap. Like, I've never said I could fuck with them. I never said that. You know what I'm saying? So it's all, like, everything was good until, like, hit, you know, it was more like, I think it was more about the tone he was using that caught me off guard, because I'm like, yo, where is this coming from? I just saw you. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, just, it threw me for a loop. Again, I probably could have got past the whole tone and everything, but it was the last statement when he said, as far as music I can live without, I can live without that shit. Now you're just, now you're being disrespectful for, like, it just caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that. And people started hitting me up about it. Like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And, and I didn't know what to do about it at first. Because I just, it, 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 it confused me because I'm like, yo, bro, same team. We're on the same team. Like, what the fuck? And I have never in my career, my entire career ever said a disrespectful word about Snoop Dogg. I mean, what the fuck? Like, his impact on hip hop, like, I can't, I can't front on that. But it's like, at what point does it start becoming like, Okay, now you you know everyone's entitled to their opinion. My top ten, top five ain't gonna be the same as his, but everyone's entitled to their opinion. So how could I be mad at that? I wasn't mad about the opinion. It was after that. It was you know that the very last statement was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, damn, dog. Like, really? But you know, I said what I said. I addressed it. I felt like what what it, like I said what I needed to say. And I'm not saying the true size, but it definitely is. Uh... It's a song that's going to be talked about for a minute, man. This is Zeus, music to be murdered by Side B, the deluxe edition, Eminem. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino pride, the ambassadors of violence LAX, K-Dog, the notorious 187 homicide Bang, 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 I'm from Miami, not Compton. Down with the essays in the 6 4 hopping. To my body was in the 787. And those up in Brooklyn pulling 211. I come through stomping, rolling in my low top chucks. Making sure you suckers feel me every time we bust. Check a duck like a nut going week. I am at HeartbreakerMV on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, and Venmo, YouTube.com slash TheMitchValentine, and the host of Mitch Please 2 on Spotify. This week, WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page returns to the show to talk about the how and why of DDPY, his relentless documentary, and Diet. The super genius Mark Madden is here to discuss the NFL playoffs and preview the NHL season. The listener mailbag talks about a wild Eric Bischoff angle idea, the career, potential, and legacy of Juventud Guerrera, and the homie Brian Cage versus Darby Allen in AEW. Plus, Conan checks out new WWE trademarks and back by popular demand, the Disco List returns. And 
now, without any further delay, let's hand it over to the master of the verbal gems, it's Conan! Go ahead. Yo, we're back with episode 237 of Keeping It One Hun with Conan, the mighty, mighty D.I. And Jojo, the Philly entrepreneur, what it do, boom. What's happening? All right. Let's start off the show like we always do with the shout outs. Who's listening to us and from where? If I butcher your name or city, my bad. It's Iranian Tobacco. And if I haven't shouted you out, be patient. I got a lot to catch up on. Uh, catch up on. And uh, we keeping it one thou while boom. AEW World from Lima, Peru. Ezra Vickery from Portage, Indiana. Chaos Theory from Austin, Texas. IWC Nation Podcast, 619 San Diego. Steve S. McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Bretrees, Atlanta. Cena fan, 1985. Originally from New York City, now in Georgia. The... Rewind Wrestling Podcast, Philly. James Roberts, Dallas. Ejidio de Louis, de Lou, Los Ooh. Angeles. Ejidio de Lou. Uh, that sounds like a Mexican mix with an Indian name. I don't know what's going on there. From LA. Uh, Steve Fingerstyle, host of Dub Podcast, Toronto. Dandy Cast, Tampa, Florida. Two Belts, One Cup, Davenport, Iowa. Carl Harrison, proud and powerful from Chicago. He says he just graduated from National Louis University. I haven't even heard of that. Uh, uh, what do you think of that university, D.I.? Uh, I got a lot of heat. All right. Michael uh, Chen from Toronto. Dion Stafford, Court Ali from Littleton, New Hampshire. M. and Evie from Boston. Kayfabe Mania YT from England. Belvedere, St. James, Washington, D.C., Gaveni, South Wales, Australia, um, A-R-S-L-N from Washington, D.C., I-Rake, I like that name, Portugal, Foof, Attlebury, Misfit, The Truth, NYC, Munrad, Pittsburgh, Christina, Stansma, Louisiana, LV30, BLM from Shreveport, Anna, American Girl from Little Rock, Arkansas, Circle Rewind Podcast from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's got Coach heat. Raz. That's got heat? Yeah, big heat. Though, I'll tell you what doesn't have heat with me, the United States beating Canada and the World Junior Hockey last week. Uh, Coach Raz, Queens, New York. Bust a Cat, South Central LA, day one listener. Father Jones, oh, Fatter Jones from South Central Los Angeles. Been a listener since day one. I already put a couple of friends on the podcast. I went down to Saffron, Las Vegas to meet D.I. about two years ago. Use his, use his promo code and got the limo for my f- best friend's bachelor party, who also listens to the podcast. His name is Josue Montenegro. Favorite, podca- favorite podcast. Look forward to it every Thursday. You and the boys are doing an awesome job. Big fan. Boom. All right. Well, thank you, Fatter Jones. And um, going to our Patreon, okay, um, we've got a Patreon member, Mr. Mays from Salt Lake City, Big Papa from Pasadena, California, from the Filthy Animals tier, which is our highest tier, Adam Demoy from Perdido Key, Florida, 
He says, subscribe to my friend's low-budget wrestling podcast, The Trademark Show, on Stitcher, Speaker, or Apple Podcasts. Follow Tyler, the host, at TMShow2019 on Twitter. Also, CJ Emanuel. That's the guy that's on our roundtables, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, All CJ. Right. I just saw on, uh, on Twitter that uh, CJ Emanuel's um, being a uh, – Investigated for the capital attack that he was oh, an insider shit. that was wow. that he was helping. Um, he let the uh, let the people. <laughs> this reports of CJ. CJ Is he the guy that was taking the selfie with the, the, guy, the was, with Gerald Ford and uh, put the hat on Gerald Ford? Well, CJ Manu is a friend of the show. He's from San Antonio, Texas. He's a chair. Yeah, military guy, Pentagon was there. Uh, he's told about being in the Pentagon during 2001. Check it out on our archives. But he's at Chairman C E E E J on Twitter, and he writes, "Thanks for sane and entertaining during these uncertain times." Thank you, CJ. Um, now here it says, "Thanks, thank you for the designs." Who are we thanking here, Joe Grappler Six or who? There's two separate guys. One's Grappler Six, and the other one is uh, Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They sent in designs? Yeah, Grappler 6 sent in a design for Keeping It 100, and Caesar did the design for Rehash. Well, thank you very much, guys. Very good design. Is this Grappler from those 89 Grapplers Vince has on his show? Yes, he is, yeah. So this would be number 6 out of 89, correct? Yeah, yeah, number 6. All right. So thank you, Grappler 6. He's on Twitter at RealBGSIX, and they have a merch store at MarkSlayerMerch.com, okay? Uh, Caesar from LA, now living in Medford, Oregon. So I want to thank everybody that's been joining on our Patreon. That's what keeps us on the air. Um, and uh, if you want to check out our Patreon, that's when we make some real paper, no ads. We try to be anti-formulaic, and we like to bring entertaining, informative, and thought-provoking content with an extra rational ball busting. And you can check out all the extra audio and video that doesn't fit on the free show at me. And what else can they get there, Joe? Boom. Well, first off, this seems to be one of the more popular things. You can get uh, an ad and music-free version of every Thursday's episode earlier in the day Thursday, late Wednesday night. Uh, we've also been doing, uh, well, mostly Conan and Disco, rather, have been doing Raw and SmackDown reviews that are on Patreon every week. We do a roundtable after AEW and NXT, which gets uh, we get some of the Patreon subscribers on there to discuss the, the Wednesday night shows. Uh, if you're interested in coming on and chopping it up with Conan and Di, that's now. Point. Would you say that Disco? Do you say that Joe might be our version of a light um, Jeff Lane? Because you know how Jeff doesn't watch the product, but neither does, and Joe watches it very little. Well, Joe's very busy uh, with his Get My Go show, but where where Jeff is busy playing video games on Twitch. So it's I, two different. I did uh, watch Raw, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. But uh, and I and let's not forget, I resubscribed to the Observer because I like uh, I like bringing that up. But um, yeah, so twenty five dollar tier or above will get you on. You can chop it up with Disco and Conan uh, after AEW and NXT, or you can come on for a post pay per view roundtable. We do that. We'll probably be able to do one after the Rumble if everyone's available. Sometimes we do it Mondays, and there's also uh, good. <clears throat> No, no. Right There's also uh, music segments. So this was something that Conan wanted to, wanted to try, and a few months ago we started doing them. We've done Led Zeppelin, Prince, most recently Earth, Wind, and Fire. And basically what it is is if you're a Patreon subscriber over $25 and you have a favorite artist or band that you want to chop it up uh, about with Conan and uh, some other Patreon subscribers, just I'll put up a notice like once a month seeing what everybody's got going on. So, if, for instance, you wanted to do the top five, you know, Tupac songs with Conan or, you know, 
fucking Motley Crue. It doesn't matter. It could be anybody. And uh, we, we do those segments uh, pretty regularly now, and they go up at least one or two a month. There's also match watch-alongs, where if you have a match that you want to watch with Conan and DI, again, be in that $25 tier or above. Uh, but anyway, actually, don't, don't, don't pin, pinhole this into a match watch-along. That's true. We do well, it's watch alongs. We'll watch along matches. We'll yep. watch along interview clips. We'll watch along a news Good clip scene or a from a movie. Scene yeah. Anything. It's just so just a watch along is not is not pigeonholed into just wrestling. We can watch along right. anything you want to discuss. The only thing we we ask is try to keep the shit under thirty minutes. Yeah, you right. know, under twenty minutes. Under twenty minutes. Under yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah. 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 Well, we've done matches. We've done uh, fights. We've done. Um, I think we did a pride fight from Japan as well at one point. So we have watched different mm-hmm. things, but again, like Disco said, it could be anything. It could be a funny stand-up bit, you know, uh, live performance from band, movie scene, uh, boxing, any hockey, yeah. hockey fight highlights, they get whatever the you idea. want. Yeah. So right. <laughs> so that's on there for the watch-alongs, and uh, also every week the unedited mailbag goes up on Patreon. Uh, usually we end up doing about an hour uh, or more of Q and A. Questions sent in by the listeners. So if you want to hear your question, you don't hear it on the main show. Sometimes the mailbag doesn't always make it. That's on Patreon at patreon.com slash Conan. Um, I guess that's about it. Yep. And uh, uh, and if you got any questions or musical selections for the Juicy Frankie seal of approval, basically send in music that you've produced or a friend of yours, uh, whether it's good or bad, we'll critique it. And uh, Send the questions and the music selections, the K100questions at gmail.com. Keep the letter short so we can read a grip of them. And then JoJo's uh, killing it on uh, facebook.com slash K100, um, manning the ones and twos over there. And you and uh, Hughesley's over on YouTube. What's that all about? Keeping it 100 official YouTube. Uh, I believe the last time I looked, it was almost 22,000 subscribers. You know, there's multiple clips uh, during the week, sometimes multiple clips during the day. A lot of them have been taken off recently, so more views means more uh, comments. So if you want to get on there and, and chop it up with the listeners, subscribe and uh, like the videos and then get in there and, and uh, comment. You know, there's a lot of uh, ball busting and back and forth going on in there. And it's it's becoming a real cool thing that, uh, that Husey set up. So check out the YouTube. It's a cool thing from an uncool guy. I knew I knew that when we invited him on the New Year's show, it was going to be a big mistake. And I was right. He was, without a doubt, the worst guest on the New Year's show. Uh, and then listen, he just bailed on us. Right. And then he just left. And he burped a couple yeah. times. Irish, here's another yeah, he word. Irish goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's something you, I just read right now. PWI Insider reported more trademarks applied for by WWE are Diamond Mine, Q-Liag, the Bridge, New Wu, who I believe is one of the names of the pandas in the San Diego Zoo. Uh, the Witch, Q-U, the Coven, Coven, Covenanter, Covenanter, the Covenanter. I don't know what the hell that is. Covenanter? Yeah. What's that? Well, it's the Covenant, the Covenanter. Like uh, a church or something? It's probably all puppets for the, for the Bray right. Wyatt thing, yeah. you know? All right. Quan Tuam, Zilu. Oh no no Valen- that's, that's 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 for the Chinese stuff. Yeah. The Zhili yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's why I mean. that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Zhi Quan Tuam Q Yu Nu Wu Q Liag and uh Valentina Faraz the hand. I don't know if it has anything to do with the invisible hand of Don Callis uh, mm. the, the Don Callis or to be confused with the visible hand jobs given by DI at Sapphires. Did Nothing. you see uh, oh, that? Take that back. Okay, you, well, let me just say this. I will apologize. Forgot to say that it's from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Joe. Did you see that uh, Lord Cyrus himself, the invisible hand, put up a picture on Twitter today with 
with what appears to be a new T-shirt. I don't know if it's coming no. to the to the Impact Shop or Pro Wrestling Tees, but he now has an Invisible Hand T-shirt uh, that I'm assuming will be on sale very soon. Good looking shirt. Okay. Uh, what does it say? Uh, Don Cal's the Invisible Hand, and I'll, I'll pull it up right now. It's got a pretty sweet design. Yeah. But there's no info there where to get it. And I know people are dying to uh, to check that out. Um. There you go. The Invisible Hand. What is he trying to be like a Hollister model? <laughs> I mean. Like, <laughs> it's like a Lizzie, like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. The invisible yeah, hand is cool. I don't think you need to put your name on it, but anyways. <laughs> hey, this is the Almighty Sheik. I've known Conan for a little while now, and it's a big honor to be working with him. One of the greatest minds in wrestling. But what I want to know is, why does he hang out with that douchebag Disco Inferno? I mean, who the fuck did he ever beat? <laughs> well, Conan's a generous lover. That's why he does that. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Filthy Tom Lawler, former MLW World Heavyweight Champ, multiple-time UFC Performance of the Night winner, and you are listening to Keepin' It 100, featuring my man Conan, one of the smartest minds in the business, one of the best talents over the past 20-plus years in the ring. And quite frankly, I feel bad for the guy. I know his back is starting to hurt. His bones are starting to ache from having to carry that sorry sack of crap, the Disco Inferno, for the past few years. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com.
Disco. What's up, Paige? Fucking great. <laughs> Fucking good, man. great. Looking, looking good. Mean lean, baby. Mean lean. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's start this off. And I don't want not so much hot, but uh, <laughs> we're obviously going to get DDP yoga and stuff. But I want to talk about um, how, like, we, we haven't discussed diet. We always used to talk about diet back in the day. Remember back when we used to go on the road? We used to, we used to eat everything. You know, rice, stuff, just like it was a lot of carbs, a lot of calories and everything. Bro, is your diet, like, you know, ever since, like, the low carb became a thing now and everything, what, what, what's your diet like these days? I'm, I'm doing no sugar, no grains. Basically, I was wow. doing keto for a while, but I just do no sugar, no grains, where I don't count the calories, but I just basically eat proteins and veggies. And that, that's my, you that's can't my go diet. Wrong. Like, yeah, I can't go no, wrong. So, no, you what, can't what, go wrong. Yeah. Well... That's really, I mean, bottom line, when I'm because I'm, I'm dealing with so many big people, and I mean, I just we just put a video out of a guy who started at six hundred ninety eight pounds, six foot seven, and he did that on his own because he, he saw you know he, he researched and he basically went to the keto of you know vegetables and protein and lost hundred and seventy pounds in one year walking. And eating that way, but his body was so beat up, and Conan can account for this because he's been with me and he's worked with me, uh, he couldn't do anything because he was so beat up. So he started my program sitting in the chair, and that's how he started working out. Couldn't do anything. In 23 months, he would lose 401 pounds. Wow. Like crazy. But again, you said the, the hardest thing for anybody out there giving up sugar. Now, yeah. I'd be honest, when I started the no sugar thing, which I only did for three months because I wanted to see if I could do it. But on the January 15th will be my one-year anniversary of my last match uh, on AEW. And you guys saw me on that. I was pretty shredded, you know, going yeah. into that. Yeah. And I had that was like right around the time where I was in full swing of the no sugar. And when I say no sugar, I mean eight to 10 grams a day. And that's nothing. Right. And what I mean by that, if I was to have like on our DDPY app, we've got all these recipes, right? And if you, what's really interesting, if you take a box or a can of anything, and you know what has the ingredients there? And then it shows like potassium, 160 grams and, you know, carbohydrates and uh, fats, you know what it gives you a percentage? Fiber, sugar, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you look next to sugar, you will see no nothing. You won't see any percentage. Because they really can put two cookies and, you know, 16 grams of sugar because that's your daily allowance of what you're supposed to have. Right. Like a glass of orange juice, eight ounces is 20 five grams of sugar, yeah. you know, for a bottle of orange juice. So just recently have they started to put the percentage in there. And yeah. we, we consume as Americans, like I think 10 times more than any other country when it comes to sugar. Plus not only that, Disco, real quick, uh, not only that uh, DDP, but wouldn't you say that we're almost addicted to sugar from when we're kids? <sighs> Cereal. 100%. Well, let me give let me give you a perfect example because sugar is a drug, and I'm going to give you a story. This is and you can do this too because you can. This is 100 works, all right? So if you have if you have a sugar craving, 
like and, and the thing was to me, like at my job at work, the girls at work at the bar, they always used to have like next to the cash, they all go to the register, they ring stuff up. Next to the register, they always have candy. And the girls just nibble on the candy. And like when I'd be at work and I'd walk by the candy, I'd nibble the candy, right? Because my mind would be like, okay, there's the sugar, I can't help it. I'm just going to nibble. And like throughout the night, of a course of eight hours, I'm nibbling, right? So I read this thing, this trick the mind will play on you, right? Is that when, you're, when you wake up in the morning, your serotonin levels are, are at its highest point, okay? And so your, your cravings are at its high, highest point. If within five minutes of waking up, this is a, you can, everybody can try this, you can do this. Take about three or four Hershey's Kisses or the, that equivalent of chocolate. And within five minutes of waking up, eat, eat that. You will lose your craving for sugar for the rest of the day. And if you try that, it's fascinating. You will literally, like, I, when I do that at work, I did. I was like, I walk right by the, 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 the candy. It's like my brain is not even craving it. I'm just like, I'm not, you know, compelled to go nibble and stuff or anything. But that's like, but, but the people talk about, like, fat and stuff. and they, Bro, sugar is the worst thing for us. It's mentally, it, it messes up, oh, it and it addicts us to it, and it's not healthy for you, you know? Go ahead. Let, let, me get, let me just add a story to that, Disco. This is a scientific thing that they did. I don't know if it was Harvard or Stanford, but it was one of those big colleges. And they had 44 mice, and they addicted them to crack cocaine in the water. So those fuckers went for that crack, like boom. Then they put sugar water in, 42 flipped over. Jeez. That's how addictive it is. Oh my God! Yeah, it is. It is. But but we still. That's the weirdest thing about the society. It's like even during this pandemic, right? Was a perfect time to message to people, bro. Diet and exercise, healthy diet. Let's promote healthy eating. Let's promote. Mm -hmm. And you just don't. It's kind of you got to do that on your own these days. It's like we're still promoting fast food. We're still promoting sugar. We're still promoting. And I just like you know you look at our. Our society, and we're like the twelfth most obese country on the planet Earth. And it's like you know, it's, just, it's not a, it's really no secret the diet choices that we have out there are just not conducive to a, to a healthy society. You know, and it's good that you're doing like a the, the app. How, how much is it on the DDP Yoga app? How much is that is devoted to diet? A whole section, and it's like I don't just like I say tell you here's the recipe, here's how to cook it. I cook it for you, and I mean I'm showing you right there. Goes into my house. You know, this yeah. is like. It's there's nothing here. Here's where I'm totally at. No gluten, no dairy, because that's monster inflammation. You know what's right next to that? Sugar. So I get my sugar in. But right now, if you guys got to look this up, it's called Aztec Anthem. Aztec Anthem is the highest um, and oxidant to the body. It is red algae. And what they there was a guy who I know named Sammy, who uh, who I met through my brother, who's in that mix of people who are living like crazy healthy. They make me look like I'm not. The bottom line is is that this Aztec Anthem, Sammy has over three thousand people that get his. You can either get the red gel or you can get it in dark chocolate. So when you said the chocolate, I popped because every morning. I pop my Aztec Anthem. It tastes delicious. But out of the 3,000, over 3,800 people that he had that take his product every friggin' month, 253 of them got COVID. No one had any symptoms. Wow. Kevin Nash got COVID, had zero symptoms. It's the most crazy thing. I had COVID. Me and my girl. 
My daughter, Brittany, who's staying with us, lives with us, with my little granddaughter. She's like a vamp. I call her a unicorn since she's a little kid. But now if they're living with her, I realize she's also a vampire because she's up all the time. So now I call her a univamp. She can walk among the lepers because not only that, you know, me and her and then I brought her mom and her mom. I adopted Brittany and Kimmy. Kimmy was like one. Uh, Brittany was like seven. Went from like, because their, their, their sperm donor just one day took off and took all the money, left them with nothing. And Linda's been working with me since she was 23 and looked like they did. Now she's 61. So she's like my sister. So I stepped in you know, from Uncle Paige, went to Godfather, went to Dad. They took my last name. They're as much of my kids as anybody's kids out there. I mean, I've been raising them the whole time. And they're great kids. But she could walk among the lepers, Brittany. She still goes out. She does shit like here in Atlanta. It's, you know, people are still living, you know. In Florida, you'd think there's no COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wanted to say something when you brought up your app, um, Dallas, because in that app, not only does he show you how to cook stuff, he has special guests like Scott Hall and people like that. And then also mm-hmm. in there, he's great stretching exercises where he's leading the class. You know, uh, there's some with with, with wrestlers. Um, it bro, it's, it's has information on nutrition, on stretching. If you, if you can't get out of bed, he has exercises for you in bed. He has exercises for you on the floor. He has exercises for you on a chair. Like there ain't no excuse not to exercise to <laughs> get back in shape, you know? And when I went over to his crib, which I talked about on the show, DDP, it was just incredible because disco, he's still like old school DDP. You remember like when he would... <laughs> the black curtains so no sun could get into the room like he still has that gimmick and like bro it's very it's like you're at a resort because like the the what do you call this the toilet seat has like a warmer thing and the the the, the, the towels are warmed up and bro it was incredible i had such a great time and he paid so good attention to me and he motivated me and now i'm in a different frame of mind which i needed to be but thanks to to him man and i and i thank you a lot dallas you know i appreciate it man yeah. have, have, have any of you guys had a chance to see relentless yet uh not, no, yet. not yet tell, tell me about it it's you know originally we were doing it to like let people know who we were as a company you know like where did ddp why now i brand and everything ddp why because I want people to stop calling it just fucking yoga. And, and it's kind of funny, you know, because when I was at AW cutting a promo on on um, MJF, I hit that pregnant pause and the whole building started chanting yoga. So I thought, <laughs> what the fuck is that ever going to happen? Right, yeah. And, yeah. and I, actually, I actually have that. Uh, but we started... We actually started doing it to let people let them know, like, what we're doing. Like, where did this come from? And it came from me blowing my back out and at my highest level of the business and three spine specialists telling me my career's over. And I just signed the multi-million dollar deal. So that's where it came from. It wasn't like I got done work, you know, in the end of my career. And I thought, I think I'll develop a workout. That's not what fucking happened. I was already developing it to heal my own body. When you got three spine specialists tell you your career's over and you've got a multi-million dollar contract, you'll do anything. Who turned you you on to yoga? Dr. West? No, Kimberly. Kimberly would like, 
Kimberly would pester me about it. Like, how can you? Because you guys know I brought organic juice on me on the road. I printed the entire practice. Oh, yeah, you would always, you, you, you would, if there was a gimmick that people were doing, you had the next level of that gimmick. That they, so it's like, you, know, like you, you had like the, the technolo- all the technological advancements. Bro, you were like the first guy that had it. And he would film right? every match, right? Right, right. Oh, yeah, he was way, way ahead yeah, of the game. Yeah. Way ahead of the game. You know? You know yeah. And everybody busts my balls about fucking the matches. Go on YouTube today and see how many motherfuckers Bro, got the video. Want, no, but everybody <laughs> wanted to see their match when they wrestled you. That was another great match. Right. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so bottom line is, this kid, uh, the, the, you guys have all seen Judas. Uh, um, Jericho's video yeah. Of his hot number one hit. Well, he filmed that video in my DP Yoga Performance Center. And one of my guys named Nathan, who started with me as a kid, 22 years old, I knew he loved music videos. So, and I didn't want to charge Chris anything. I was like, we'll set you up, we'll do it all. You guys know I take care of the boys 100%. I told him, I said, Nathan, you work with Chris. And bottom line is, Chris, Nathan just left us about four months ago because he's finally built up his own business but i was happy about it because i knew he would grow and continue to grow but he started putting this documentary together five years ago and after the second turn of it steve you calls me up as my business partner who was the director of resurrection of jake's Hank, and he says i want you to watch this i think it's more than just something for our site so I watch it and I call him up and go, dude, that's some powerful shit. And so now we started going after all of the footage. Steve and I have been working together on and off for 17 years. So this footage goes back, actually, from Kevin Nash hit me with that power bomb that night. And it wasn't Kevin's power bomb, it was, you know, it was the straw up the camel's back. Went to Tag Canyon in and said, don't tag me back, bro. I think I broke my back, right. you know. And bottom line is we, we can use the WWE shit because we're telling a story. Like I pay a, a lawyer $10,000 to go through everything. What can you use and what can't you use? So bottom line is we have that beginning part. And then everything from there is stuff that we've been filming for the last 17 years. So it takes you on this journey. And at some point, you know, you see that it's not really going anywhere. Like I'm the only one and a person here and a person there, a person there that believes in it. Like, how do you keep going when you're a hundred, 200, 300, 400, $548,000 invested and you really have nothing to show for it and there's a point where i lost my house and short sell my house and when i retired from wrestling i owned everything i had zero debt and then a divorce happens and kimberly was so good to me if kimberly would have taken half we wouldn't be talking about this my life might have been different but she didn't and she did the right thing and She's a partner of mine. She's already made more than I could have given her back then because she's a partner of everything. But it took eight years to be an overnight success. So we take you through the dark moments. 
And that's the shit that really people need to see right now because it's all about being relentless. And there's no one who has to believe in you but you. You guys were with me. You saw when I did wrestling. Nobody believed in me. No one thought I would ever be in the mid-card, never mind a fucking Hall of Famer. Like, not a chance in a million years. Creating a yoga that's for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga, getting people who would never do it to do it, and changing the meaning of the word, that's more challenging than when I did in professional wrestling. And you get to see it. And that's why people can watch it on Amazon Prime right now. And you can see the journey, the reviews. I got to pull up this one review because I read it the other night and I popped. I love how people can like leave you shit there and you can actually see what, you know, what they really feel. And you know, we have five stars reviews. We got over almost 300 reviews the one thing that I can attest to with Paige and why I knew that DDP yoga would be successful is I've never in the, in the wrestling business, cause I was there for, with Paige at the, in the early stages. <clears throat> I've never in the men, all the years I've been wrestling. I've never seen anybody with as good a work ethic as Paige. Right. Never. The, the, the amount of effort that the guy put into and improving work, his craft, oh, that, working out recovery, diet, just everything. He was like, he, he looked at, he, he got in the game very late. So the odds were stacked against him, but just the level of effort that he put in, like I, to this day, I, I've always put page over. It's like this. I've never seen anybody with the work ethic he has, you know, and and it paid off. And that's why I think with DDP yoga, this stuff will, you know, it's, it's going to be successful because of the work ethic. And, you know, relentless is a good one. Well, I actually asked things. Jericho once. I go, bro, what's the thing with DDP? Is that a work or it's a shoot? And he was like, uh, if it wouldn't have been for the DDP yoga, he goes, I wouldn't have been able to continue to wrestle. And that's what made me look at it in a different way. And then obviously when I talked to, the Dallas on the Jericho cruise. And now that I went to see him, bro, right. he knows his shit up How and down. How many days did you spend there? Just one. I was in and out. I wish I would have been able to spend more and I will go back. What did he say about Raven? <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe we mentioned him. <clears throat> well, Raven goes there too sometimes. I can imagine he's kind oh, of. Oh, does he? Yes. Yeah, but I can imagine he's a pain in the ass, so it just complains. <laughs> would, you, would you agree with that? <laughs> That's us, Dallas. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. All, All right. right. Thank you. But listen to this. I heard you talk about Rave before I bring this, this review up. Um, I heard you talk about Rave. Right. Rave has changed so much to a positive side that, and I think we both have. I think we both have not so much me being positive, but but me just changing and I don't know, growing older and, and being a little bit wiser. And I, I just like me and him have a really strong relationship and we helped him. He would come in three days a week when we had it there and he couldn't get his arm like past here. And I didn't film him the first day. He was like, don't worry, tomorrow it's going to be the same. It wasn't. But the next day I had him the year and then the year. And it's all about breaking up the scar tissue and getting the movement. Because when you get to that point where you can't go any farther, you just think you're done. No, you're not. And that's what I do. Let me read this review of Relentless. This guy writes, admittedly, there were a few moments when I felt like I was watching the most well-produced infomercial ever. Nonetheless, it's pretty damn epic. 
And in these unstable times, it's quite inspiring to see how the positive intention behind DPY rippled out into the world to create an actual positive change. I had the DVD set sitting around for quite a while, but I think I'll finally try it out instead of merely having it and pretending that's good enough. The DDPY crew is making the world a better place, and this film documents that fact. DDP's connection was a little choppy there, so I apologize for the quality. Hopefully um, you still got something out of it and could understand it. Part two will be on next week's show. And in the meantime, check them out on social media at RealDDP and at DDP Yoga. Conan, guess what? Yeah. What up? It's a Happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped. Oh. You know, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and is here to help you have clean balls in the new year. Ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. So, there's a spoiler alert, okay? Hairy nuts are still gross. Right. Step into the new year with with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you New Year's resolution they'll actually want to keep. The Perfect Package 3.0 is the below-the-waist grooming package you need to start off strong this year. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to shine, a light to the promised land 2021 looks to be. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant in the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. Start the new year with a fresh set of testes thanks to Manscaped. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs were also included it will bring your underwear game to the next level. I wear these all the time. I've got They're my great. Pair. They're absolutely comfortable. 100%. Very comfortable. Yeah. So bring sexy back in 2021. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code K100 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code K100. That's K100 at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code K100. New year, new balls. Bro, and here's the great thing about this. Not only is it convenient and high quality uh, grooming product, but I don't know how many times in the past, because I grow a beard real quick, you know, because I was in a hurry or something like that, I nicked myself. With this, you're never going to nick yourself. That's what's great about it. That's all I use now. I don't even have razors or shaving cream or shaving butter, none of that bullshit anymore. I just use this. You can use it on your head. You know, women, you can use it on your legs, under your arms. I mean, everybody shaves except German women, nothing. Uh, And you want to keep your shit fresh down there, not like a vineyard. You know what I noticed? Uh, for some reason, it's not in the in the copy this week. Is the fact that they didn't mention the nose and ear hair trimmer that uh, that is available in the package now too. Yeah, it's absolutely tremendous, especially when you're getting close to forty like me and hairs popping up everywhere that you didn't have it before. So, except the top of my head, and uh, I really, really like using the uh, the crop uh, preserver that I mentioned. It's the deodorant and moisturizer. And the crop reviver, the spray, it is, it, I mean, it smells good, you know, if you want to walk around smelling good and not smelling like a gym bag. And let me throw this caveat in there. Um, 
We've had a lot of offers. This is straight up to, to like do um, ads for people, but the quality that they were offering was not up to our taste. So anything that, you know, anybody that's sponsoring us here is products that we use ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we highly recommend this. And not to mention the fact that we've had dozens, at this point, it might be over 100 listeners that have used this deal and can't and rave about it say how much they like it their wife loves it the, you know the smell on them that they're trimmed everything like that wife girlfriend whatever so right and here's a great thing about what he said you buy manscape stays you don't we don't get paid boom real easy this is a podcasting game but anyways get your uh, manscape and keep your shit clean boom nothing <laughs> with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Find an MC like me who's strong. Leave motherfuckers aboard with no verbal support. And when I command the microphone, I get delicate condo. With a bear and a snake and a panda, I'm on go. Who can withstand the more power I gain and make it possible for me to drop a few direct to brain? Imagine they keep on wishing upon a star. Finally realizing who the fuck we are when I penetrate. It's been misdemeanor faded to be the greatest MC of all time. When I create a rhyme for the simple fact. When I attack with Clemson Tide, I'm intended to ride every time on night. I'm faced with the scars beyond this fun bar for me to put down my car. I'm faced with a mirage breaking the gas with a 6-8 all day. In an hour with my pay, assume to count the body. So mandatory, my elevation, my lyrics like orientation. So you could be more familiar with the nigga you facing. We must be pacing nothing better than communication. Known the damage and highly flammable like gas stations. Sorry, I left that ass waiting. No more procrastination, give up the fate and get that ass shaking. I'm busting and making motherfuckers panic Don't take your life for granted Put that ass in the dirt You swear the bitch was planted My lyrics motivate the planet It's similar to Rhythm Nation But thugged out Forgive me Janet Who's in control? I'm activating your soul You know the way the game's getting told Yo, two years ago A friend of mine Told me Alize and Cristal blows your mind Bear witness to the dopest fucking rhyme I blow Taking off my coat Clearing my throat I got my mind made up Come on, Come on. Get in Get into it Tito Let it ride Get with it Tonight's the night I got my mind made up Come on, on. Get in Get into it Let it ride Tonight's the night 
Well, I come stew with two packs of the bomb for relax for protection. So my fucking sack won't collapse. Cause nowadays, shit's evading the x-rays. Sending young motherfuckers to an early grade. I wonder if my terrifying tactics are torturing them seas shows. My heart's as cold as the thunder. I like to find like thunder. I'm just too much. Rough and raw with that motherfucking poisonous touch. I'm an MC with lyrics. That's the fucking bomb. You got this death before instant death like Bob X. My rhymes, I leave a mark on your mind as the deadly vibes spread to your head like sandpaw. There's no escape, now I ain't blasting. I use my mental to assassinate assassins for those asking to pose the laughing. Raw, maniacal villain. Laughter enhances the chances of the killing. Why is that? The smiling faces deceive. You best believe, Tony sees I'm the deadliest disease. My thoughts rip your throat and make it hard to breathe. Your whole camp's under siege, and I'm Jason Voorhees. And the heat of the night is when I defeat and ignite mics. My verbal snipe, your vocal. I'm out the cut, uncut, and raw with no flaws. Fall, saw my rhymes hit and split the bricks on the wall. Should already have an idea about the superior sphere. The greater rhyme creator on both sides of the equator. I rock from here to there to Philly and back to LA on the spot where I rock and bust like straps. As your views get overshadowed when you come in contact, beware set and prepare to end the verbal combat. Fuck you losers, why you fake jacks? I make maneuvers like Hitler, sticking up with German. The Mr. Methacal from Staten Now We'll be back after this message Don't touch the dial Rarely do you see an MC out for justice Got my gunpowder and my musket Blah out Melons get swellings I paint mental pictures like Magellan Half of my clans repeat felons Niggas best protect they joints The nine nickels Man I stay on point like icicles Now who wanna test the cow Then test the cow All up in your motherfucking mouth Headbanger boogie Catch me on tour without Dougie Method man hold too tight You can't pull me Better take one and pass Or that's that ass Your vital statistics are low When falling fast Johnny Blaze out to get loot Like Johnny Cash Play your game of Russian roulette And have a blast Hey yo, lyrical gas Spitting the criminal tactics Non-believers get my dick And genital too backwards Let's face it There's no replacement Taste this Mad underground basement Shit I'm laced with Avalanche on your whole camp When I'm splitted Fuck Doctor Who spot bitch Don't get it twisted I got connects like Federal Express To get the fresh Package of bless, the dogs can't fetch. Got the clear spot from the rear block to bust till every nigga teardrop. Men, I fear not. Hold your nose and blow out till your ears pop. Since your crew souped you to shift, now you claim that your gears lock. Whip this underground, cannabis. I'm dangerous like John the Bomb Analyst. Flip MCs like keys. My degrees freeze consecutively like EPMD LPs. Lick off a shot and hit your fan by mistake. So I erase the whole front row at the weight. I plant my escape in case J. Snake busting. I'm the one pushing the hearse in the first place. Confidence for you, shaky ass folks. Pump for Rockefeller for the day he got smoke. Show off this antidote, got you old get roast by my lyrical Billy D45 coat. I am the Marky, well, obviously you watched... I, I gotta uh, say, Glenn, you're aging badly. I mean, I, I saw you crazy. Uh, like that, that's a, a flat-out lie. You complete, look a lot worse now, total, even. It's like you're total fabrication before our very eyes. Total fabrication on your part. Okay, right, um, let, let me ask start, you... Let, let me there, first start off with this. I know you want... Do you want to start off with Pittsburgh or what? Well, first off, when, when Glenn took his glasses off, I expected the nose to come off, too. It's very confusing. No, that's this it. Is, that's his, this is, that's yeah, his this real is. nose. Okay, now... <laughs> Yeah, I think you 
were you one of the guys that called it early on, Mark, or not that Pittsburgh wasn't really for real or no? Well, yeah, because I do my show every day here in Pittsburgh. And when they were like 8-0, 9-0, up to 11-0, I said, listen, this is a good team, but not nearly as good as its record. And that doesn't mean they stink, but it just means there were flaws that were very evident. And then when Devin Bush got hurt and Bud Dupree after that, and that subtracted two key pieces from an elite defense that then was a very good defense. But with their offensive struggles and no running game whatsoever, I mean, Pittsburgh but is 32nd in the league in rushing. You, you need a better defense than they had after those injuries to compensate for their offense. Mark, but would I be incorrect in saying that when I look at Ben, I look at a 16-year-old battered veteran that he just isn't what he used to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially in the light of the way the NFL is today. The NFL is about mobile quarterbacks. It's about making plays on the run. And Ben could do that at one point, but now he's stationary. And that's working for some of the old-timers, and it's not working for others. I'll be it's very honest. For, it's working for Tom Brady. Yeah, obviously. Right. But, you know, he's Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I'll be very honest. I said, even before the Steelers faltered, I said if they were one and done in the playoffs this year, and especially the way it transpired, I mean, look how embarrassing that game is. You're down 28 nothing in the first quarter. I think Tomlin should be fired. I think Ben should quit. Now, neither is going to happen, which means next year won't even be as good as this year. Yeah, and he threw three picks. I mean, uh, it was just – I mean, picks, they, Four. Four, yeah. yeah. Right. Incredible. Uh, he's had a great career, and I'm a big fan uh, of Big Ben. But, you know, it's just – they're not going to win next year. And what they will do if they try to is they will dig the salary cap hole deeper and delay the rebuilding process and really cripple it for a number of years. Let me ask you a question. Is this not is this much ado about nothing or is this something that uh, I should that you think might happen? Do you think there's a chance as being reported that they might swap Tua and Lamar Jackson? You know, Lamar being upset because he had no say. No, so no, 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 Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, my bad. Right. Deshaun Watson. Do I think there's a chance that'll happen? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but I think that would be a good trade for both teams. I think Houston would get on the ground floor with a guy who could be, you know, very good when Houston can rebuild. And I think Miami's an immediate contender with Deshaun Watson. But that said, I don't think Houston's going to trade Deshaun Watson. He can demand all he wants, and, and I'll be blunt. Yeah, I think I that wouldn't trade him. quarterback should have input on who the GM is like he wanted. That's just absurd. Just just show up for work. We'll let you know when we want your opinion. Well, everybody's not – you know, I, I remember when Deshaun Watson got his deal at the beginning of the year and he was crying tears of joy and everything. Here we are four months later and it's like it's miserable. He wants to be yeah, traded. Right. Wants, yeah, it's like, want everything and they want yeah. it now. They're, yeah. they're nitwits. I, I, I hate the NFL at this point. Look at Chase Claypool here in Pittsburgh, the rookie receiver. They get – Killed by Cleveland, embarrassed by Cleveland. The next day, he's on TikTok Live saying, uh, no big deal. The Browns are going to get clapped at Kansas City. Okay, but what about you? Because you got clapped by them. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, just absurd. The, the Steelers, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I saw all those championships. Stuff like that has made me hate the Steelers. Well, it's right. kind of like the, the Steelers are now, you know, the Pittsburgh used to be the old school, terrible towel uh, mean Joe Green, the Steel Curtain. Now it's like this is the millennial version of the Steelers. It's like you know TikTok videos, social media branding, and so it's like completely the town has like like they've lost the plot with the connection they have to to the city of Pittsburgh. Well, now it's like they they just don't. And, they're, and they're, you've they're lost like all of your badasses because you know like 
James Harrison was one of the last ones. You know what I'm saying? You like, you know what I'm saying? Well, right, but their 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 locker room culture is sabotaged. That right. that trickled down from when they had Antonio Brown and right. Le'Veon Bell, and now they can't get it back. And it's a lack of leadership too, because crap like that wouldn't go on if you had leaders who were willing to have an unpleasant moment for the sake of the team's culture, which clearly Ben and Cam Hayward and uh, Marquise Ponce are unwilling to do, or it wouldn't be like that. Right. Yeah. What do you think of this game with the, I think, the darling team right now, Buffalo and um, Indianapolis? I don't think Buffalo is as good as people think, but I don't think Indianapolis is that good at all. Right. And I thought they showed some heart to get through uh, the first round of the playoffs. but uh, That was a close game. Yeah, it was a close game. Every, every, all the games have been, you know, relatively close, right. except for the Steelers being up, excuse me, down twenty-eight nothing, like right away. Right. But uh, but I, I don't know. I I think Cleveland and Kansas City will be a deceptively close game. I don't think Cleveland will ever be in danger of winning it. But I bet the margin isn't uh, double figures. Well, it's a similar situation to um, like an underachieving underdog blows out a team like like this happened to Jacksonville a couple years ago. They were competitive in their next game after they killed the Steelers. Or like they got ahead of the Steelers big, but the Steelers ended up slowly coming back. But it's like this is a recurring story with Pittsburgh. You know, they've, they've, they've come out completely unprepared for two of their last, what is it, three or four playoff games now? Oh, no, they've so. collapsed in each of the last three seasons. Uh, right. You know, last year and the year before, they actually dropped from a strong position in the playoffs to out of the playoffs, period. Uh, this year they went out in the first round in uh, – in in the year before that, four years ago, they got beat by Jacksonville at home, forty five to forty two in the first playoff game, and they were way down in that. Very similar to Cleveland. Like I said, they should fire Tomlin. The only reason to not fire Tomlin is because the Steelers never fire the coach. They've had three coaches in fifty years, and if you want to keep clinging to the way you've always done things, well, then have better leadership in the locker room. Don't have your idiots on TikTok. Don't have Juju saying the Browns is the Browns. If you're going to stick to all of your culture, excuse me, some of your culture, better stick to all of your culture. What do you like? Who do you like in the games as uh, going forward in the NFC and the AFC? Um, I think Green Bay and Kansas City are clearly the two best teams. I'll, I'll be shocked if anything keeps them from the Super Bowl. And then I think Green Bay wins. I just think Aaron Rodgers is coming on strong. Although Kansas City, that's a tough team to evaluate because they've been very vulnerable. At least that's how they've looked in a lot of games. But then again, maybe they're just bored and waiting for the real games to start because they're so much better than almost every team. You know, because they haven't they haven't been covering the spread. They went through a period of time where they were like eleven and two against the spread. I don't think they've covered the last seven games. I think they're doing that just so you lose money, and if that's the case, I'm good with it. Yes, and that's I would also like to say that Disco and Joe agree with you. They also have um, Kansas City and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. I have Kansas City and New Orleans. You know so what? Let's... I would have picked New Orleans, Conan. Except they're just so beat up. I mean, I mean, Drew Brees. When they told me he had eleven broken ribs and a punctured lung, I said this guy should retire right this second. I know. And I give him credit for coming back, and it's courageous. But maybe it's foolhardy too, and maybe it won't reap anything. Right. Um, okay, okay. So you want to get to hockey? Yeah, let's get into hockey because I, I didn't realize hockey. I mean, hockey's just coming up on us because, like, this, this is the thing. Like with sports, we've kind of lost preseasons. You know that we pay attention to. Like, there's a like evaluations going on and everything, but but hockey's just basically just upon us right now. And um, there there are four divisions. One of the divisions is all the Canadian teams. You got the teams out west, uh, the east, and they're calling it the central, I guess. Yes, but I don't know how Tampa and Florida. Well, they're all named after sponsors. Don't forget, Pittsburgh is in the Mass Mutual division, 
which considering it includes Washington and Tom Wilson, might as well be the mass murder division. Right. <laughs> so give me a couple te- couple things you're looking for coming out, coming out of each division here. Uh, the Central, who do, who do you like? And then give me a team to Well, let's pick talk the about the East first because that's the Pittsburgh okay. division. All right. Um, which division? The, the, the East. East. The yeah, yeah. Division. That's my division. I would, have, um, I would have said Boston and Washington were the top two teams before the year. But then when Boston dumped Chara and he went to Washington – I kind of looked at the rosters a lot closer, and, and those are some aging rosters there. And Boston lost Chara and Krug off the left side of their defense. Why did, wait, let me ask you a question real quick, Mark, because um, I found out after the fact about Chara. Why did they trade him? Well, they no, they let him go. His contract what? was up. Why did they let he, him go? Uh, they just said he was past it, and maybe he is, but – if you're a six foot nine guy, yeah, come who's on, been an icon like he is there, right? You just take that six foot nine guy, leave him on your third pair, and let him kill penalties because right. you could kill penalties at six foot nine if you were crippled, if you were seventy. Right. Six foot nine in that plus all the ton of merch that he must sell. He's a fucking legend over there. Yeah, so it's not what I would have done. Yeah, and like I said, they lost Krug too on that left side, their power play quarterback. But now that I've looked at the division. I think Philadelphia, and I hate the Flyers. Right. But I think so they're run away with it. They're the youngest team in the league. They have a quality goalie. They have a lot of depth up front. I'm not crazy about them in the back, but in a 31-team league with the salary cap, every team, even the good ones, are going to have some kind of flaw. So I got Philadelphia running away with that division with Carter Hart and goal. And I think that uh, Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders – will battle for second through fifth. And my predicted order of finish that I, I wrote about in the paper here was uh, Philadelphia, then Boston, then Pittsburgh, then Washington, then the Islanders. And I think uh, I think Glenn's old team, the Rangers, they got a lot of young talent. Panarin's the best winger in hockey. But I didn't think they get I, the didn't they also get like the top pick in the draft? Yeah, uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Yeah, yeah. So I think they uh, I think they they. Uh, you know, maybe challenge for that last playoff spot, but I don't think they get it. So, uh, but but I think the best team in that division, and like I said, I hate to say it, is Philadelphia. Interesting. What about the uh, Central Division? Uh, it's got Columbus, Chicago, Nashville. They threw Florida and Tampa in there too. It's kind of weird. Well, yeah, because uh, Dallas, you Florida, and Tampa. You got right, to figure it out. Don't right. fit anywhere. Well, you got to right. put the Lightning probably up at the top again, right? Or no? Oh yeah, for sure. Although it, it shocks me that in Vegas that the Avs in Vegas are favored ahead of the Lightning. Really? And I, I can't see why that is. I mean, this is basically the same the Lightning same team. Back. And uh, one thing I, I do when I, I, I look at hockey, I mean, it's elementary, but some people try to outthink themselves right past elementary. you got to look at the goaltender. And Tampa Bay has Vasilevsky, who might be the best athlete in the league in goal, and he's a Stanley Cup winner. I, you know, I see Colorado – as a favorite, they're in the Western Division. They have Philip Grabauer as their number one goalie. He was a backup in Washington for for crying out loud. And not only that, there. not only that, Mark. Light, uh, the Lightning have a very, uh, uh, they're a very deep team. But oh, you yeah. know what I, you know what I just forgot about? Their best player is going to be out like most of the season. Uh, Kucherov, right? Well, yeah, Isn't he getting an operation? How long is he out exactly? I don't know. I think I heard like most of the season. Well, to be honest, all that matters is that he's back for the playoffs. Right. right. Uh, right. You, know, you know, I mean, he had hip surgery, going to be out for the entire regular season, it says here. Yeah, you're right. That's a bit dicey. They still have Victor Hedman, though. They still have the goaltender. Right. Yeah, they got they a deep team. They have a winning yeah. culture. But uh, 
The Kucherov thing is a killer. He is a he is a game breaker. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised. I'm well, just reading. I'm, I'm gonna bet. I'm, I'm gonna fade this too because because well, I didn't I think just he'd see... be out the whole season, but it says right here hip surgery, missed the entire regular season, yeah. which means he probably won't play in the playoffs either. I mean, to expect that after missing the whole season, I, I don't see it. I'm looking for a Stanley Cup hangover for these guys, a team that's never won it before, and just you know, and Kucherov's out. I, I think I think this could be one of those teams that uh struggles. Possibly, just, just because of, I don't think the, uh, the history, the history of the history of teams that win championship. It's the following year. Sometimes they struggle when they've done it the first time. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, to get Let's back go to the to my, uh, my, my goaltender soliloquy. I mean, Vegas is ranked above Tampa for Stanley Cup favorite, and I don't think they upgraded from Flurry to Laner. I, I don't think that's necessarily a great move. They still have Flurry and can go back to him, but it shocks me they got Laner for a short period and they just decided he's the guy and uh but that's how coaches are pete DeBurr got there as the new coach after taking over for gallant which i don't think was an upgrade either by the way and he just decided you didn't like Fari and wanted somebody else right so who do you like in the west then? i mean i like vegas to right. win the west i don't know if i like him to well, win. The i'm telling you what the two the, the two goalie thing is not because there's a brother these teams are playing a lot of games in a short period of time I mean, I don't think teams are going to get by with just one goalie and, and, and like a, a, a subpar backup. I mean, two good goalies is going to get you the wins, I think. No, it, it, not even in a shorter season, Glenn. It's all the time. Look at the two Cups Pittsburgh one. They needed both both goalies uh, both years. In fact, in 2016, the third goalie played the first two games yeah. because Murray and Flurry were hurt. But but I just think that DeBarra is going to go with Laner no matter what in the playoffs. And uh, I'm, I'm just like, I'm just not sold on Laner. He's always been unreliable his whole career. He's been always inconsistent. I just don't Who's have the guy they signed up. Mark? They do. Who's the guy they signed up? I'm sorry. Uh, who's the guy they signed up in uh, free agency? Alex Petrangelo, one of the best yeah. defensive in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's well, we great. got rid of Nate Schmidt, who is kind of a locker room leader, though. So that's I don't know. You know, so they're, they're, this is a they got a good Peter team. Came in, they kind of the, the chemistry went a little out of whack. No question. The problem with Flurry. He's, he's year when they made yeah. the final. They had a bunch of guys who played extremely simple. And now they brought in like the quote unquote names, uh, like Alex Peter Angelo, like Statsny, uh, like well, they, got uh, of, they got rid of Statsny. Well, Stassny's but I'm saying he team. was there. They brought him right, in. Right, yeah, yeah, they brought him in, right. And, and uh Pacioretty, who I think's a bum. So uh I, I just think they got away from I don't want to say their culture, but just their style. Like Glenn, help me out here. What's that one defenseman they had that I loved? Colin White was Colin Miller. Colin Miller. He was right handed, and every time he shot the puck, it was low as on goal. Okay. Right. Now you have Alex Peter Angelo, who's going to reinvent the wheel every time he touches the puck, and he's better than Colin Miller, obviously by far, but I'm not sure he's a better fit. So we'll, well that's what he's off. Peter Angelo is a good fit with anybody, but you get my 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 logic yeah, yeah. here. You're, you're getting rid of players that were successful in your system and trying to upgrade, but it may not be an upgrade that's because right. you might have been might have been satisfied with what you what you had. So let's get into the uh, Canadian division. It's funny that they're making the Canadian teams just stay up there and play against each other. What well, at least the Canadian team will get to the semifinals for a change. Yeah, right. So who do you like in this division? <laughs> uh, I hate them all. I don't like any of them. Really. Uh, yeah, I mean, who? I mean, Edmonton has McDavid, but who'd they ever beat? Who'd he right. ever beat? Right. Um, Are you offended with the people that say McDavid's better than Sidney Crosby? Well, right now, you'd have to say he is. He's more productive. But I'd right. rather have Sidney Crosby to try to win a game. And like, if you're going to the playoffs, would you trade Connor McDavid for Sidney Crosby if they went in the playoffs? Who would I rather have? Crosby, yeah. absolutely. Crosby. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so who do you like, like? So you don't like any of these teams? What about so? Winnipeg is kind of like a. Well, here, everybody likes Toronto. Toronto. Uh, let me look yeah, here. But they Number never win. They, they always disappoint. So. Well, here's the thing about them too. Especially if they run into Boston. Here's the thing about Toronto. Yeah, but they won't now. See, that's the thing. Yeah, oh, that's right. Until, yeah. The, until yeah. the semifinals. Yeah. And I think Toronto probably will get to the semifinals. But uh, but they they went on and got Joe Thornton. I mean that that made me just laugh. How old is he? I mean, they got uh, 41, I think. They they went out and got Joe Thornton, a guy who's never won. And I'm sorry, if you're a good player in the league. And they got him with Austin. And you've never won, that's not coincidence. It's like when Ray Bork went to Colorado like a dime store hooker to pimp himself out for a cup. He was in Boston all those years. He never won there for a reason because that was a, a, a good team. But Joe Thornton, what's he going to do? Go to Toronto and show all, these, show all these young guys how to win? He never won. And they put him on the first line now with Matthews and Marner. That's to me, that's just ridiculous. So that is ridiculous. Uh, but uh, but I I just like you said, Toronto always screws so up. So what is the thinking behind that, Mark? What is the thinking behind that? I I don't know. And it's funny too because Kyle Dubas, their their uh, their GM, he's a huge analytics guy. He's one of the first pure analytics GMs in hockey. And I can't imagine why he'd bring in forty one year old Joe Thorne, even at a at a bargain price. Might I add, though, I don't want to dismiss Kyle Dubas because uh, a couple of years ago, their media guy came up to me and said, hey, the GM wants to talk to you. And I had never met the guy in my life. So I go, why does the Leafs GM want to talk to me? I went in there to meet him. He was a big fan of my work with WCW. So Sweet. clearly, <laughs> this is the smartest GM in hockey. Except when it comes to hockey. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, Conan, I got a question for you. What up? Boom. Are you tired a lot? Sometimes, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Are you frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day? Yeah, that happens to me quite a bit. Well, the problem may be that you're not sleeping well, all right? And there's a difference between how long you sleep and the quality of the sleep you're getting. If you want to increase energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and focus on quality of sleep with Recovery PM. Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Not to mention if you work out, your gains are being significantly reduced if you're not sleeping well. Here's some good math for you, all right? Do you know that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported difficulty sleeping, but only 4% have tried a sleep aid? Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, ashwagandha, and L-tryptophan. 
And that's just the L-tryptophan is the stuff in Turkey that makes you feel tired. Right. Uh, so you know that you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. If you're finding yourself hitting a midday slump and using energy drinks, those are the worst, by the way. Uh, energy yeah. drinks are single. My, my chiropractor used to tell me, he said that energy drink, like Red Bull, is like the single worst thing on the market you can put in your body. It's terrible. Uh, so people use energy drinks to perk up during the day, and you're only making things worse in the long run. If you upgrade to Recover PM, you'll be amazed at how you feel. Recover PM is available now from LegacyUps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. And if you use code K100, that's K100, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Part of the Legacy Sports Nutrition line of products developed by a team of professionals, including friend of the show and NWA World's Heavyweight Champion and Nasir Suit Entrepreneur and fitness author Nick Aldis. Can I say something to Nick real quick, uh, Disco? Yes. Uh, we appreciate the sleep aid, especially Joe. Uh, he really likes them. Absolutely. Um, but uh, we ain't afraid to wear one of your suits either. So throw one of them the Sears this way. Two of them while you're at it. Three. You know what I'm saying? All of their products that Nick is, uh, Nick is promoting here are made in the FDA-approved facility and are personally used by the champ. Try their full range of products now at LegacyUps.com. And if you have any doubts about this this product, all you got to do is just look at Nick Aldis. Yeah, it looks like a million bucks. Looks like well he rested, right? Well rested, well spoken. Nice suits, well spoken, alert. Now uh, let me. Let, we we have somebody that already tried them. Joe, he got them before we did. How was it, Joe? Oh, it, it improved my sleep big time. I uh, I'm a, the kind of guy that wakes up a lot during the night. You know, if there's a noise in the house or. You know, got to go to the bathroom, whatever, and I'm waking up every 90 minutes, and it's brutal. You're tired all the next day. I'm sure people know what I'm talking about. So I have tried this for about a week now, and I noticed that my sleep was a lot deeper, you know. I would get that good REM sleep. I, I was having deep dreams, and I wasn't waking up. Yo, real talk, this is one of the boys, you know, doing his entrepreneurship. So support him with this uh, sleep aid, and hopefully some suits, some Nasir suits <laughs> to come. You know what I'm saying? So get your legacy stuff, supplements. Boom. So you ready for the mailbag? Yo, one one thou while boom. Alrighty. Here we go. Alright, so let's see what's going on here. First one is from Jason Turpin. And the subject is Bischoff working the boys. Hey guys and disco. Well, I was already trying to be a smart <laughs> I, I like that. I, I listened to an interview Penzer did with Buff Bagwell. Buff talked about how Bischoff was going to book a fake plane crash with him to work the boys. The plan was for them to fake Buff's death and have him do a run-in in the 1998 Halloween Havoc. What do you all think of that angle? And do you think it would have worked? Thanks, Jason Turpin. Um, we've actually had this question asked before in the show. I don't recall this at all. And maybe we don't recall because it didn't really get out. You know what I'm saying? Because this was this, this right. Was that sounds like they were trying to keep it like close to the vest. Right. Um, so everybody's probably, hey, buff. You can't really tell a lot of motherfuckers. So we never found out. But right. this does sound kind of hokey, mm-hmm. and uh, and we weren't good at pulling off elaborate things to begin with. Um, you know, I think the best thing we ever did was <laughs> Sting coming out of the rafters, and the worst was that I always bring this up was the day that they missed seven foot. Talk Kevin Nash with the bucket of blood a la carry. Remember that? Yeah. I think that happened twice too, which is even better. Yeah, once in the ring and once in the aisle. Uh, oh, there you're right. Yeah. You're right. You remember. Yeah. But uh <laughs> this I actually looked this up real quick. It says uh Eric Bischoff when he was setting up this death angle it was supposed to be him, not Buff Bagwell. 
And he says, when I orchestrated the death by airplane, it was my death. It wasn't Bagwell's. Now, Buff may have a story where he thought maybe he was going to be one of the guys on the plane or something like that. But in order for that story to have worked, it would have had to have been plausible. And the audience knew that I flew my own plane. And my original plan was for me to crash in Mexico because I knew it would take at least four or five days to get any news out of Mexico. So if I was going to fake my crash in Mexico and then I was going to show up at Halloween Havoc, would Harvey Schiller shut it down? But I can tell you definitively... If Bagel was going to be on the plane, it was an incidental effect, not the major storyline. So, well, as long as it's plausible. You know what? I'm going to applaud you on that, uh, Feeney, because I always bust your ass. But finally, this type of stuff that you just did right now adds a lot to what we're talking about. So I'm going to give you a, a kudos. But before the show's over, you'll be buried. So oh, don't, don't, don't. Of course you will. Yeah, right. right. Next one's from Yumi Matsumoto. The subject is Gorilla Press. Hey, right. guys, what, res- what wrestling move did you really hate taking? can be a move that's either more painful than usual, super annoying, or just freaking embarrassing to take. I always thought the Gorilla Press slam was a, was a super cool-looking move, but I also think it looked embarrassing to take. If a wrestler who's grabbing you by the huevos on your chonchon with another finger in your butt crack, and then they're just hoisting you up in the air like a Stanley Cup trophy, it's extremely violating to look at. I wonder if the wrestler who's getting pressed feels like a damn fool being way up there like some ballerina. They must feel extra violated when the other person is doing reps with you like a baby. Thanks, Yumi. Well, let me tell you. I wasn't a fan you. of power bombs. This power is the bombs. high impact movie, just making sure the guy's just dropping you safe instead of like you know throwing you down. So right, and there were and plus like in WCW they actually had a thing called the buddy system because I remember giant buddy system slammed me, choke slammed me, and he would tell me he go yeah if I like you know I'll come down on my knees when I slam you. So uh, he always took care of me on that one. I wasn't a big fan of the choke slam. And I was not a big fan of the, uh, and I said this before, I think Joe knows the name of it, that funky move Scott brought out that was like a reverse pile driver. He yeah. called the screwdriver the or whatever. Bro, he almost killed me with that. I was like, bro, don't ever fucking do that to me again. <laughs> and he laughed like he thought it was funny. And I go, yeah. no, I'm serious, bro. Don't th- You can throw the other thousand suplexes and shit you do, but that move is a no-go. And he actually took it out of his arsenal, yeah. you know, um, which is kind of how I felt because – yeah, yeah. Um, I will tell you something about the gorilla press. When you lift, you're not putting your hand on the chon chon or on the fucking huevos or nothing like that. You're putting on it in his thigh. Okay. There's no need to grab the three piece set or put a finger in the ass or what I'd call the bowling ball grip. You know, I've done this and it's been done to me. Neither scenario happened or was discussed. Now, I might have goosed somebody accidentally, but that's just collateral damage. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. You understand, Joe, right? Yeah, I guess it's, it's absolutely yeah, okay. accidental, yeah. All right. The, the next one's from 86 Godhand, and the subject is Brian Cage versus Darby Allen. What's up, guys? Longtime fan and love hearing all the stories. My question is, what do you think will happen between Cage and Darby? How can Cage go forward being a top heel contender if he loses another title match? I personally like Darby Allen, but want <clears throat> Cage to win. Thanks, boys. What do you think? I, you know, I feel the same way. I personally like Darby Allen even though they haven't done a good job of, of portraying what I've seen backstage. I mean, he never wrestles. He never talks. Uh, the most he ever talked was during the Brody Lee show. He shows zero personality, which is kind of part of that personality. He's like a brooding guy. And, I've, and I said I've seen in him what AEW seeing in him backstage, but that's not enough. You have to project that to the people. The people don't understand that. He's got that Jeff Hardy, old Mercurial, you know, thing going on. But hanging out in the rafters, carrying a skateboard everywhere. Come on. You might as well fucking be carrying like a 
school books too. Uh, you know, coming out with Stinger, like the little Stinger out of the side door. Just like to, like the other day, I saw this thing. It was a promo on this guy Darby Allen. Guess what the promo was? Hmm. What? He's got one of those like a flamethrower. And he was lighting something on fire. That was the whole problem. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They've done nothing to project him. And, bro, let me tell you nothing. Cage, to me, kind of looks like a goof because he used to be the the least, most important guy in the three-man crew. Now that they brought that Will Hobbs, he's four out of four. Mm. Uh, bro, if Darby beats him, they're doing a lot of damage to him. And I don't know if they'll be able to rehabilitate him like they've done other guys. Uh, to me, just do it right the first time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'd say the same thing. If Cage loses, it's a big problem. But I think they booked themselves into that corner where they don't want to take the title off Darby. They don't necessarily want him to beat Cage clean. So it's probably going to be some kind of schmoz ending. I would because the guy asked how we thought the match would end. I think it's going to be some kind of schmoz with Sting and Taz and whoever. Bro, just put the title on fucking Brian Cage. Darby doesn't need it right no, now. Let Ray, let Cage run with that motherfucker yeah. and. And and be on his own, bro. I'd fucking shit can that. I love Ricky Starks to death. You know, I like Taz on the mic. Hobbs looked like he's cool. Be your own man. Get out of that fucking crew. Yeah. yeah. Um, Would you agree with any of that, Di, or disagree? Or? Yeah, we've we've already talked. Right. They're pushing. Right. They're pushing the wrong guys. Right. Right. Like 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 this fan base would probably tell you that they should have Darby Allen go over here. Right. It's like okay, yeah, that's that's fine. But you're not doing anything to increase your fan base. So this this is what you get. It's like you're 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 they're booking to their fans. They're right. not booking to like, right? You know, draw. You know, like it's obvious who should go over there. So, right. um, next one's from Vanilla Isis. And, and you know, another thing that I've noticed now that you brought that up, it's almost like, and you know, Mark Madden uh, kind of reiterated something that I always had said from the beginning, but he brought it into a better perspective. You know, I also think one of the things they're also doing disco is they're not following the rules that we follow. Like they're they're doing their own rules. They're booking their own way. And it's their universe, and they can right. do whatever the fuck they want. They don't have to ha- copy anybody else's universe. That's what they do. This is what right. we do. But still, some of the shit you do defies logic. I don't give a right. fuck what you say. Right? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue against that, you know. Mm. Uh, next is from Vanilla Isis. The subject is the that's a H tremendous phone. name, by the way. Peace, gentlemen. I hope you all had a happy holidays. What was up with Hogan's intro to the Raw Legends night? In my opinion, not only was it a bizarre way to kick off the lat the first Raw of the year, but it also came off dated and campy. I guess I can't understand why folks would think the best way to use Hogan on Legends night is to have him parody a 13-year-old iPhone campaign. What do you guys think? Is there any way to defend this segment? Wishing you and yours a great 2021 Vanilla Isis. I didn't see this, so I can't comment. You saw this, so what did you think? Well, I didn't... I wasn't sure what they were what they were referring to. The, the, this guy say that it's a thirteen year old iPhone commercial. I must have missed that commercial. But anyways, you know, it's just like a phone. He starts it off like there's a phone, you know, in the middle of a table or something. He picks it up, and I don't know if he talks into it, but it's some sort of like brand branding. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, like the the logo was there, so. Uh, and then he's got a bow on. He's just like, hey, we're about to start, brother, you know, whatever. He just did like a very generic little thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was okay with it because it's a legend show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He has a reason to be there. You have an excuse to have him on there. And he wasn't all over the place. So I was all right with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't I don't know what, what more you can do with Hogan anymore, but I was all right with what he did in that context. Next one's from, and he literally uh, opened up the show too. That was the opening yeah. segment. Yeah. 
Next one's from Maddie P. Subject is mailbag question. What up, guys? Day one Patreon subscriber. I'm the professional voiceover guy that did the intro for the Colby Covington episode a few summers ago. Right. Would love to be on a roundtable one day. Well, join the Patreon. The build the animals tier. Yeah. yeah, come on. Wanted to be. ask. Wanted to ask about Hooventude. Impact. We played his match with Chris Saban from years ago this week, and it really got me thinking. This guy was so effing good, man. I really appreciate his time. Appreciate his time in WCW, and I personally rank him with the best of the best, i.e., Ray, Eddie, Jericho, and your guys' crew of undercarders who stole the show every week. And I felt as if he was the only luchador who had a good run without the mask. Even the vignettes where he was uh, in the mountains were great. I thought. I don't remember those vignettes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his behind-the-scenes incidents and personality have had him back. Have held him back. <laughs> I think he means like a, I think he means that he remembers Hoovy from Broke Back Mountain. Right. <laughs> Nothing. All right. What would Hoovy's ceiling have been if he could have kept his head on straight? TNA definitely would have used him a lot better than WWE did if he stayed there in the 2000s. I guess, for lack of a better phrase, and with no intended disrespect to his juiciness. But he is he in the combo with Teddy Hart as the greatest waste of talent ever. Personally, I hope the Juice had one final run in a major promotion and can cement his legacy as one of the greats. A series with Jericho Ray would be huge money, in my opinion, and would bring back some of the 14 million guys in their 30s and 40s hmm. that stopped watching regularly in the Attitude WCW era way more than Goldberg does versus anyone at this point. Matty P in New Jersey. Uh, uh, what do you think about that? What was the exact question? What I mean, do you think he's what, got an, yeah. another run in him? Where does he get yeah. over? Oh yeah, he definitely has another run in him, you know. Where does he do you rank him with with guys like Ray and whatever is that top 1000%. Yeah. 1000%. Just his problem is him, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, what good is talent if they go into business for their own self? Guys don't even want to work with him. You know, what good is that talent to you? You know what I'm saying? And that's been his problem. The talent's always been there. Always. He's one of the greatest to do it. He helped revolutionize wrestling as we know it today, you know, with Ray, with Psychosis and all those cruiserweights. You know, that was an incredible area because they were making history and changing a style. But, you know, I mean, everywhere he's been, there's a story, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you got to be able to say I'm the problem. And he has never been able to face up to that. You know, it's always somebody else. You know, and I think until he accepts that, uh, he's always going to have problems. But as far as great, he's fucking one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, next one's from Bill. Subject is question. Hey, guys. Love the show. Day one listener. Wanted to say happy birthday to Conan. It's the guy saying happy birthday. I will not. I will not. Right. He's that. late on that. So here. <laughs> My question goes to all of you. What would you do to change to make a WWE a better show? Pfft. Also, why do you think WWE doesn't want guys to be as big as John Cena, Rock, Austin, etc.? Can't make stars if everyone is 50-50. Thanks you for Bill from Wisconsin. Bill, I've got a question for you. Yeah. It says, hi, guys. Love the show. Day one listener. Right. If you've been listening since day one, this is not a question you would ask us. Okay? <laughs> that is true. Because we go in detail every week on how they can make WWE a better show. And they don't want guys. Bro, we said can, all along. They got to take I the cartoon shot of the Yeah. Right. Can I tell you two of the things that would make wrestling a lot better for me? Number one would be, Joe, do you have the bowling pin sound effect that you could play when I <laughs> say this? Okay. So when uh, disco, you know, when you get on the top and like 10 people wait for you and you mm-hmm. weigh maybe as much as one of the guys that's catching you, but then all 10 guys topple over, they should just add this. Do you have that sound effect? <laughs> and, uh, and also, how about this one? The tope, right? Mm-hmm. You know how originally when you were fucking, you hit the tope, you hit the guy with your head like a right. torpedo, right? Now they mm-hmm. do this new version I call patty cakes. 
where they each touch hands and one guy lands standing and everybody applauds. <laughs> Yeah. That patty cake tope and the fucking leg slaps and the uh, unfunny comedy, uh, you know, the unnecessary dives. The, the emphasizing of the phoniness of wrestling. Yeah. Under the guise that right. this is yeah. what people want to see. is like, no, right. you're, 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 you're like fans of that stuff. You have to understand that other people will not watch it because you're doing that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's what they don't get. Some of the stuff they could just take out of their program. I just wonder. I just wonder if that might be the future one day. Well, nobody's gonna be watching it. The first, Next the, well, the, maybe the new fans will. That's what you got to remember. Right. New fans that didn't grow up on what we grew up on. That's what they grow up on, and they're like, yeah, okay, this, that's that's tr- normal to them. Yeah. But there's like a 20 year history of them not drawing any new fans. <clears throat> yeah. They're not. They're not. Wrestling's not drawing new fans. It's dying on the vine, and people do not. People are emphasizing the stuff that's causing it to die in the vine and not draw new fans. And so we still see it on TV every week, you know, so whatever. There's another hour of this week's mailbag available on Patreon. You can catch an hour or more of mailbag every week on Patreon at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me. That is uncensored Q&A, questions sent in by the listeners, Conan and Disco answer. There's hours and hours of mailbag on there. So get on Patreon and check it out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like a radar 
you on a flight You know that a nigga like me can change your life, oh baby Everything you do is amazing Ain't nobody got you going crazy I got what you need, got what you need. Everybody think you shy, but I know you a freak, little baby Yo, give me lit Holes on my phone when they find out that I'm rich Then they switch When they say I'm choosing on my bitch Pop down Got her doing donuts on a dick, yeah Pause for the flick Yo, you guys ready for the world infamous disco list? I'm ready to rumble. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with the Canadian contingency, Lord Cyrus. He's so enlist, especially for his uh his con job he pulled over on a on uh AEW. Con, con job on yeah. con. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, how about Lance Storm? And are you are you happy that he closed the school? Yeah, is he opening? I heard he might be opening the school again. Is he working back at WWE anymore? I don't know where he's no, at. He got, no, I don't uh, think he's at WWE. He got furloughed or whatever. I know right. Shane went back, obviously, but I don't know if Lance Storm did. Hmm. Interesting. Well, if he didn't get, if he didn't go back, he's going to open up a school. And isn't that the school where that chick that threw shade at me on Twitter was at? Right. Yeah. Who's that girl? Rachel Evers. Yeah. No, there's a different girl. Different girl. Uh, a different girl. Remember the girl on Twitter that threw shade at me? Well, a, a whole bunch oh, of yeah, it's it's been, which it's one? happened more. Yeah. It's happened recently. Oh, we did. Oh, we talked about Vince's show because they had the story on there. I forgot. Oh, it's a new. Sorry it was a new dra- one. Yeah. Dra- the Dragon Ga- Lion Gate Dojo or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we never talked yeah, the, about it here. You talked about it on Vince's show, I guess. So let's talk. You got it. You got the tweet, Joe. I'm. I'm gonna find them. Yeah. Try to find the tweets. Lion okay, what you're some, finding will continue to your list. Some chick was tweeting, she was watching Halloween Havoc like 96 or something, like 97. 98. Right. Or 98. Right. And was burying my work. Nicole, Ma- right. Nicole Matthews? So, yeah, Nicole Matthews. Right. Who? Read her bio. Yeah, I was just, I was on their site. But Where does she work? I'm going to her Twitter now. She, uh, the school that she trains at is in Vancouver. Uh, it says she's a okay. Canadian wrestler, proud trainer at the Lionsgate Dojo. So let me get her. Proud tweets. trainer. What kind of proud trainers are trying to bury my work? Right. No, knowing that I got, I've, I've, I have exactly a podcast. Tweet? What was that? Probably I'm like getting, way more, you know, so way more uh, audience than she could ever imagine. Now that she's going to try and bury me. This is from last week, Nicole Matthews. Breaking right. news from Halloween Havoc 1998. Disco Inferno is an awful wrestler. Just awful. And then she responds to herself, WTF, he has two matches on this PPV? So it just came out of nowhere, right? Blindsided. Yeah. Yep. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm glad you buried Disco, but you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is great. What's her name again? Nicole Matthews. Write that down, Conan. She's on the list. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me add her right now. That's more fun. That's more fun. That's more uh, publicity that she's gotten. Like, probably and previously. and here's a great thing. She fits way. In, she fits in with the Canadian contingency that's on the list. So Nicole yeah. Matthews is now part of the Canadian Canadian contingency. All right. Uh, Paw security to the star Lazenby. Oh, he's on this. Is he still still doing um, muscle work for Jericho? I don't know if he's still his goon. I'm sure he is when he's in Canada. Yeah. Um, uh, Scott Tuggles deal more from uh, Impact Wrestling. Still on list. As long as his pants are size too too small, we're going to put him on the list and keep on the list. Oh man! Wait, wait. There's more. There's more going on than these tweets. Uh, but what's going on? Okay. Well, where she said, you know, Disco Inferno is an awful wrestler, just awful. This guy uh, snitch tagged you, but attention at the real Disco. And Nicole oh, yeah, Matthews nice. goes, you fucking snitch. And then the response from, uh, from, from this is a great Twitter handle, Bye Boy Parm says, they're going to tear you apart on Conan's podcast. And then this son of a bitch goes, all seven of their listeners are going to be so mad. They're fucking, they're that's bad. just seven that's listening to this. You're and, correct. And Nicole Matthews right. said, well, let me, Nicole Matthews said, oh, no. Well, you don't have to act scared, but you haven't done anything to business. You're nobody in the business yet. Maybe one day we'll meet. And I'll explain to you what a good trainer is. And the guy just trained Kevin Cross amongst a whole bunch of other people. Chris, you know, Bay. But Chris Bay. Chris Bay. Alex Hammerstone. I mean, it goes on. I haven't trained more. Hammerstone, but I haven't trained. But you helped him. Come on, of course. Let me see. And don't let the truth get in the way of a good story either. Right. I trained, um, I, I trained up Scott Hall. Too. Scott Hall? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so keep going on the disco. Let's see that. Okay. <laughs> Chris, I live in a gigantic mansion, and I need a forklift to move my uh, fish tank Jericho. On the list. Even, um, even though he had COVID uh, in September and recovered from it? That's true. Yeah, did you read that, Jericho? Yeah, well, first of all, um, I, COVID – did I ever put COVID on the list? Uh, no, no. Should you put it on the list? No, I'm not going to put it on the list. All right. Um, but Jericho, uh, recovering from COVID – Right. Should, like here's here's just recover from COVID. Every single person that we know in the wrestling business recover from it. And right, Trump. right. Come on, it's like you know, the, um, the sun. It's it's not you know. But you are happy. It's got deadly, COVID. but we're but we're not going. It's not going to hit. Okay, but I just want to get this on the record. Can I get this on the record? You are happy mm-hmm. he got COVID, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay, I just want to get that on the record. Yeah. Uh, uh, a K100 Hall of Famer. A uh, friend of the show, um, all-around nice guy who once uh, referred to as a punk and a wimp, which I think in the 40s, that would have been like an on-site beating. Uh, uh, Hall of Famer, New York Rangers, Ted Irvine. He's still on the list. He called me a punk, a wimp, and a twerp. Geek. I think he <laughs> would have used geek, too. Had a geek, too, yeah. Um, uh, c- continue disrespectful with the- prick that guy is, huh? <laughs> Continue with the Canadian contingency. Rebecca Evers, Lance Storm's daughter. Still on the list. Very dis- and- you know, have you noticed a level of disrespect that the Canadians have for the, the American veteran wrestlers? Yeah. Oh, wow. You've got a lot of heat in Canada. Yeah. Um, Rachel Evers. We just did Rachel no, Evers. No, no, that was... Rebecca Evers. Rachel Evers, I think, was on the list because... She sounded like Rebecca Evers, so we just put her on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you- put her on the list. For like, if she's using Evers, put her on the list. Boom. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, now, this is the uh, this is a North Carolina contingency, all right? Mm-hmm. Matt, Jeff, Maxwell, Wolfgang, Bartholomew, Rebbe, Senor Benjamin, and Shane Helms. Oh, my God. Category, you, know, you could make a case for every one of them, right? Right. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to like put all of them on the list. 
especially the way he's trying to promote the unborn kids on social media already. Would you like we to know, we know we know social media let me tell you this. Yeah. when it comes out right that social media is like was like a cesspool for you know mental health problems right when it's we find out that like Jeff Hardy or uh, Matt Hardy was putting his kids on there like a very young age right then that's I think when it was going to turn on Matt Hardy could be okay so let me ask you and a question I'll be leading, you know like how when when the hockey time man tried to ban the DDT I'm <laughs> right. going to try to ban Matt Hardy okay you know? but here's my question should I or should I not put the unborn Hardy girl on the list? What are you, crazy? Of course they go on the list. Okay, so we got two new members on the list. Denise Nat- Matthews or Nicole Matthews and this um, Third example, if unborn like Hardy George, girl. If Jay George and Mitch Valentine right. had a kid, the right. kid would be on the list. You know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, how about Jimmy Jacobs' blue fingernails and purple toenails? Is that still a thing? I'm, I haven't been in Impact in a while, but it was pretty much a thing the whole time I was there. So I, I'm going to assume it's still. If we find still... out it's not a thing, then yeah, we'll, All right. we'll keep that. So up. anybody on Impact roster that's out there or that works like on the crew, uh, text me and let me know if Jimmy still wears, uh, you know, paints his fingernails. So we, we can decide if we put him on the list or uh, keep him on or take him off. Um, Mark Madden. Uh, oh, he's obviously still on the list. He was very disrespectful to be on the show this week, too. Mm. You think he inflates his IQ numbers? Yeah, I think it's 116, not 166. Mm. <laughs> all right. Okay. Vince Russo, and I'm go- I'm all in on the second one because I heard this the other day twice, and it was atrocious. Vince is, Vince is singing. Mm. His Twitter followers, the paintings, the disco puppet. It's a lot. He's on the list. Plus two, he's 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 on a campaign. Right. This, this imbecile actually uh, – Put a video. A, 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 was it a pay? What was it? A Patreon thing clip, Joe? It was a Patreon, yeah. <clears throat> video and a audio. Patreon clip. Are you on their Patreon, Patreon for his Patreon? I'm not on their Patreon, I, but I have a mole. Okay. 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 On their Patreons, Vince was trying to tell his Patreons, <laughs> right? Am I trying to hurt his business? Right. And all I'm doing is pointing out. That if Vince decides to stop watching wrestling, right, that that is going to hurt his business because people are not going to want to listen to his review shows if he's not watching the show, and that's common sense. Well, not only that, here's the other. It's not even it's it's not even a logical discussion to try to argue against that. He think he thinks I'm trying to hurt the brand. By bringing that up, but he's the one that's bringing it up. I think okay, there's going to be because he's the one that's doing it. I think there's going to be a huge blow up coming soon, Conan. There's going to be a big. There's going to be major heat between these. But, two. But let me Jeff ask doesn't like Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Lane doesn't like also that I question his work ethic. Right. Okay. So, so okay. So let's let's be honest. Okay. We're always- right now. Right. Right now in the in professional wrestling in the wrestling podcast industry. Okay. Does anybody work more than me? Okay, because of any prominent people in this business, do they have a full-time job like I do where I'm working 40 hours a week? Does anybody else have a full-time job outside Pritchard. of project, uh, Bruce Pritchard? Okay, Bruce Pritchard. Okay, that's, that's different. <laughs> but I'm talking about – Arn Anderson. You know, Jim Ross. The, 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 that's not a full-time job. Conrad. A week Conrad that, runs right? a business and does but all Conrad Thompson, for yeah. example. Yeah. Conrad Thompson is another guy that, that can that – can, See where I'm coming from, okay? Well, these people that are talking, they don't. They, the, the only job they have is producing a Vince Russo's podcast. Is talking about his work ethic with a guy like me. Right? Are you kidding me? 
Brother, this is not even a discussion. No, no, no. It's but, like these guys are bringing it up. The funniest thing is Vince and Jeff are bringing the conversation up, and they're burying themselves because they're bringing up the facts that I'm talking about, and they don't realize that what I'm saying is absolutely 100% true. Okay, so you know? I look at it this way. So basically what you've always told me is that you feel that when Jeff – uh, does the show? He's not prepared because he doesn't follow the product. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't say he's not prepared. Okay, right. I will like say he, this: he takes an hour he's before not, the show to. He, he he goes to the websites before, like an hour and a half to two hours before the show. Right, and he surfs the sites for the stories. My thing was with him is why don't you follow the sites on Twitter? So during the week when you're on Twitter and following the sites, the stories come to you so you can be reminded by, you know, that this is a story because, like, you'll see the engagement and people are talking about it on Twitter that day and stuff. So you're – bro, like, like I follow Twitter. I know what the stories are, go- are going to be when I go on Vince's show. And it's like very often he's talking about shit that I don't – like the, the, the most boring, ridiculous part of the business that I, like, I just don't care about because I've a, either talked about it with you guys in detail, okay – and I was bored when I did it the first time because it's in the mailbag question, right? And uh, and and that's another thing Vince Vince has a problem with too. He says I'm engaged during your show, but I'm not during his. Yeah, right. and I'm like, wait a second. I go on our show. I go if we bring up a topic of discussion, we talk about it. I go on Jeff's show. I go. I got to talk about the shit that you guys are, are asking me to discuss, and half the time it sucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's like, you know, it's like we're following the news. We're following the news that he calls the news gossip and dirt of the week. And Jeff doesn't follow the news gossip dirt of the week. He only goes on about an hour and a half or two before we go in the thing and, and, and looks for the stories and puts them on. And then he says he gets mad when I question his work ethic. But that's right. all he does to prepare for when I come on the show. I think right. that they think that you're. And I don't think that's unreasonable to like question the work ethic because I'm working 40 hours a week. And doing these podcasts <laughs> on my days off and on my days of work. I think that they you think know? that you're not. You don't put your full effort out for for the brand. Oh, no, because no. here's the you're thing. putting the, your full effort do, out I for K100. I do this show. Okay, you can go to the YouTube comment section usually and find my critics and stuff and all that. I don't have to answer to my critics. And like on Vince's show, Vince is like he has people emailing it. Like these brand member people have people emailing Vince. About my performance on the show and whether they were satisfied with it or not. Oh my god! And I, and it's like that that he that I, of course not. Like our audience is not like. like, So Vince is making getting mad at me to answer to these people, and I'm like, are you out of your freaking mind? (laughs) It's like these people are weird. I I don't care. Like anybody's going like, well, this this guy, he Vince read an email from me, and the guy was talking about how I talk, how I discuss topics on this show. And how I discuss topics on on Vince's show, and it was just completely random, just like to to and what he didn't even tell a story, but the guy was like, "Bro, this was like a five minute email. He wrote like three thousand words, like trying to describe like that." And I'm like, Vince, I go, the guy that wrote that email is is the disturbed person that that bothered him that my, my appearance on your show bothered him that much, bro. And which is you know, funny, that, because that's what I deal with when I do with deal with Joe, this show. Yeah, you you handle all the mail. Right? Yeah. And I do a lot of DMing with people. Uh-huh. I've never heard anybody say that. I have heard say, oh, well, I don't like Disco's opinion, but I've never heard anybody say he doesn't put, the, you know, a full, you effort. know what I'm saying? Yeah, full like effort. The, 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 the effort. 
is yeah. the right. key word, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't put – like Vince claims that I don't put – So why doesn't when he brings something show. up you don't want go, to talk about – just don't talk about it and talk about something talk, you're in? Uh, that's no, what but I tell I'm saying him, Vince, he's mad. But yeah. I'm saying with Vince, if there's something you don't want to talk about, talk about something you're interested in. I just say move on. This is stupid. I don't want to talk about it. Bro, he – Jeff read an article the other week. It was a story about the Twitch thing. It was like three weeks after the fact. That like the, you know, the Twitch story was like three weeks ago. Right. The social, it was a month ago, right? And he was reading a story like two, three weeks later. And bro, he read the whole story. It took like five minutes to read the story. And I was just completely tuned out. You know, I was like, because I'm completely bored with it, right? Right. And they got mad at me for like not being like, listen, <laughs> like you're boring me to death. What is that? That's your fault. Not, you're blaming this on me and it's like, it's your fault. Right. You know, you, you should know. So like, go on, follow some wrestlers, find some, some controversial tweets and let's talk about those. Right. Maybe. You know, so Jesus Christ. Maybe you would be. Mo- but they don't do that. He doesn't. He doesn't follow any wrestling because he says he's not a mark. And like, brother, they're they're so involved you in capturing the market. You have to be a mark to listen to it. That's your business. Sir, it behooves yeah. right. you to know what the fuck is going on in your business. Right. Exactly. That's what you're making money off of. Do you Go think, ahead. Do you yeah. think you'd ha- you'd be uh, more motivated if Vince perhaps upped your percentage or your uh, weekly rate? Uh, he's giving he gave me another raise. Oh, he gave you a raise. Like, you know. There you go. Yeah, just a little one. You know, I mean, so that's definitely not what I'm worth. I mean, compared mm-hmm. to like, bro, if I left that, if I left that brand. Right. I don't know how many. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how many people will leave that that show that thing for Vince. You yeah, know? that's he's true. got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of patrons. He's yeah. got a lot of followers. So, I, yeah. But no, there's a lot of people that cl- they claim that they just they, they listen to that just for me. Yeah. I've seen a lot my, of that. Thing. So Be, like, being completely know. impartial, I've seen a lot of that in the brand Facebook group. People say I only listen yeah. to castrating and then uh, lions, tigers, bears, and disco. Right. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, all the all the Vince Russo we just talked about him. All right, the conspiracy horsemen, the guys that believe the Earth Ben is Heyman fine. and Stevie oh, wow. Richards. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Vince Vince has been been in bed with those guys for so long that he's developing all these conspiracy theories about me of all people. Yeah, you know? so yeah, those guys are on the list. Papa Don, yeah, um, on the list. this guy's still on, and we haven't even heard him from him so long. You might want to take him off, but that's up to you. It's your list. Russian vids. Uh, we t- took him off the list because he's off Twitter. Um, yeah, no, we hadn't taken him off. But do you want to take him off? We'll take him off. Yeah, we okay. can't even talk about him anymore because right. he doesn't. He's he got banned from Twitter. That's too bad. I'd love to hear his thoughts on the election. Uh, Pat Simon Diamond and his idea for the reverse battle row that was picked the worst worked match by Meltzer in two thousand and eight, and the term Watts approved because you don't believe and, he ever met Bill Watts. And the fact yeah. that and the Notre fact Dame got used- stomped. The fact that he thought that Notre Dame was a credible uh, addition right. to, to the yeah. college players. He yes, said that. Was, for yeah. sure. And they got crushed twice. Um, uh, Marcus Everett. The kid that went splat? Yeah. He's on the list. That's he's not out of wrestling right now, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. I, the last I saw of him, he was like a re- realtor. Interesting. Realtor. Uh, How'd he go in splat? JoJo, the Creative Control Network, is pro wrestling tea store, Joe's Room, and being the co-host of Raven's show. Oh, I mean, Raven effect. Oh, those are still on the list. Ridiculous. Come on. Um, Shark Boy. Still on the list. He, he made disrespectful comments to me this week. All those, things, there, all those yeah. things might be on the list, Disco, but, you know, everything besides, like, the T-shirt store, the Creative Control Network, me hosting Raven's show, it's all your guys' fault. Everything grew from this show. It's so. not our fault. We didn't tell you to do it. You, you should put on yourself your on the list. For- I am. I am. <laughs> Uh, you know, you did all that, all that. Get my go. Let's have a get my go mug. Let's put a handball <laughs> go, on the creative get control. Get my thing. go Christmas special show. Oh, that's wonderful. Wait. Valentine's Day specials next. Take I don't know who from Vince Russo and get my go Valentine's right. special coming up show. Right. Vince, Vince got me back. He, be he, 
He, he's got Sullivan over there now, and I, and I don't know if Sullivan's going to stay with me. So Vince got me back. Um, let me see. I'm sure a lot that... of a lot of trading. Are you guys are you guys trading talent like playing cards? I I, I don't know. I mean, because Vince, because because let's talk about this trade. Yeah, it was uh, Doctor Tom Pritchard. Well, I didn't have Tom. The only one that Sullivan, I had was Sullivan. Yeah, and who else? And Dutch, uh, Dutch for yeah. for Hambone and Durbin. Whoa, and Francine. I got Francine too. <laughs> I'm going to steal Jeff Lane. Well, he's going to oh, steal yeah. Jeff Lane. I'm going Just to quote, that steal. Bro, that yeah. should Jeff shake Lane. the podcasting world, Joe. That's he's a the big, that's a big deal. He's the backbone of the operation. I would have want to go up against you guys. I need a I need a VP of the Creative Control Network. I'm looking I'm looking at Jeff. He's got the experience. We'll keep going with the uh, disco list. Yeah. Um, where are we at? Oh, is there any more heat on Shark Boy's son for being homecoming king and wearing a Pac Man uh, suit? It's alleged. Yeah. Okay, right. I, don't, I thought it was a gif. I thought it was a, a meme. Never you know, been certified. So he's for that. I, I don't certified. think it was true. So how about his, not, his kid's not attractive? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. On. That's a cheap how shot. About, <laughs> His kids should wear a mask. You know, like oh, Shark That's tremendous. Uh, how about Raven and his stand up comedy? Zero on a scale of one to ten. Still on the uh, list. I don't I don't get it. Uh Penzer, Dave Penzer. Still on the list for uh, for some reason. I know he's throwing sh- he's been throwing subtle shade at me. He's always done that for years. He he'd probably admit that he probably likes to do that. What did you have when you, Dave might be listening to this? How would you rate him as a podcast host? Hmm. Not bad. That's actually pretty good. You know, he, um, he's also lately he's denied the infamous story that involved him and Hoovy in a hotel room. No, with, tell him that, that if he wants to that. come on this show, I will relive it for him. Was, uh, was Dave wearing Joy the championship? Invite him on the show. Invite him on the show. Right. Yeah. We'll invite him on. Joy DeFalco. That little punk bitch. Wait a minute. Good Lord. He's on the list. Do you yeah, still, that kid turned, that kid he was very disrespectful. Way. I like Joey. Uh, you haven't, <laughs> I like when he buries you. Uh, you haven't seen him in a while, though, right? Or do you still see him? No, I don't go down there to yeah. the school. You know, until they until they until his dad bans him from the school, I'm not going to go down there. Joey continue to be disrespectful. He dropped a couple. He he put down a couple drops back in the day. Remember? Yeah, he was great. Yeah, all of them yeah, just. No, he, wasn't. he was very disrespectful. And he was on, yeah. he was on the very show. Insulting. He was on the show going toe to toe at this. Let me ask you a question. That's right. If Joey DeFalco talked. If Joey DeFalco talked to you like that, what would you what would you have done? <laughs> he, was, uh, he would never do that. <laughs> uh, the Burning Man, man. The guy that went to the Burning Man Festival got messed up on shrooms of fentanyl and bath salts and yeah, acid. Uh, thought he was actually the Burning Man and set himself on fire. That guy? And Sherm. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Sherm too. Yeah, he's homeless. Right. He's post-mortem. He's homeless. He's the only guy that's on there posthumously. Yeah. Uh, is that how you say it, Joe? Posh- posthumously. Posthumous. Posthumously. Posthumously. Okay. Mitch Valentine. Oh, my God. Well, let he's me just homeless. say this. He- you know, here's what he did, too, by the way. By yeah. the way. You re you reignited Mitch Valentine because oh, yeah? I guess you put him on one of the recent rehash the train wreck whatever shows the train wreck yeah. segment uh, made an appearance a, yeah so he was tweeting that like crazy and yeah. you know so I don't that know. was a great show the train wreck show crazy um, and uh, Mitch Valentine did one of the most brutal intros so did you isn't that hysterical me? that we brought him on the show just because he slept with Sunny. Yeah. Well, and because and he had he had heat with KG yeah, too. He annoyed well, that's KG. That's right. That was why. That was why. That yeah, was, he was, KG that was for the reason. Son. That's right. tremendous. Um, uh, where are we here? Mike Beltran's mustache, the referee from UFC. Ugh. Oh God! If I have to see that in the UFC, you know what would be the worst thing if they had that? If they had a, a, a referee Connors fight, this Poirier. 
shit. When is that? Is that uh next week? Maybe not this weekend. Next weekend. Next week. Yeah. Jeff Lane's room. Oh my god! With the toys. The next vice president of the creative control. Yeah, he's like <laughs> that guy's <laughs> money. That yeah. guy's real money. Getting, uh, Kevin get Jeff Lane. Jeff's over. He's got that Mike Pence charisma. Zero. Um, let me see. Kevin Kleinrock's triple A. Uh, he's on list for that. And, and yeah. the, was it Eru Lucha? Yeah. That one too. Lucha time. That one Lucha too. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah how come? How come he hasn't been on the show lately? Yeah. Oh, he said he wasn't. He just wasn't available tonight. But he'll be back next week. He was. Well, on, that's why he's on the list. He's recording. The, He's recording his po- his right business of podcast, whatever that right. shit, shit is yeah. he does. Like you know, talking about toys. And- uh, it's like he'd rather he'd rather literally talk about toys for an hour than talk lucha libre for fifteen minutes with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, he's a Sa- traitor. You know How what? Do you say traitor in Mexican, traidor. in Spanish, huh? Traidor. Traidor. Yeah, I'm gonna hashtag right now. <laughs> How do you T R A I D O R. Somebody I haven't heard from in a long time, but it always used to be in hot water. Ryan Satin and his girlfriend Erica Steiner. Oh god! So he's on Fox now, so he's a, he's on the list. Still a snowflake. She's on the list too. I was totally yeah. Not, 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 you know, no? not, it's weird because ever since he went to Fox, all, all these underground you know, guys, like you know, they, they look at him as like a sellout for going corporate. And the oh. Fox, isn't that weird? Yeah, and Fox. The same Fox is corporate. Yeah. So yeah. he went to he went to Fox. So they think he's a sellout for like going to Fox, and now he's a WWE shill. Right. And he like tries to explain to everybody on Twitter the calls of a WWE show. He's like, no, I work for Fox. I don't work for WWE anymore. He'll be on a future rehash show. But I also like the fact that you know he's a but well he was a Put big the rehash snowflake. Show, Joe, I'm going to request a rehash show. Mm-hmm. You need to do the rehash show. Do you I take requests, Joe? Montage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he does take requests. Right. Better montage. take requests. <laughs> do a montage, okay, of shows that we did where I had uh, Ryan Satin on, where I had, we had Meltzer on, and do the talk that we had about Ronda Rousey and how they thought she was going to be like a big star and everything. And I was telling her exactly what it was going to be like. Play a montage of that yep. to show people so I can like show how I just destroyed these people yep. in, a, in, a, in, a, in an argument again. My notes say Ronda Not again, but you, you were right. I always do. I always do. Ronda Rousey. Don't use the times to say it. It's a lot. Compilation. Um, um, uh, where are we at I just, here? I just, I just tweeted – Traidor, hashtag Traidor, at Mass Republic. <laughs> right. Uh, he's going to wonder the, what? He's going to put question mark. Well, what? Well, I love the fact that Ryan Sun, who used to be a snowflake, okay, is over at Fox where you know they're not snowflakes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Ryan Sun doesn't follow me anymore, though. Oh, man. Really? No, no he doesn't. He, he actually explained to me, too. What? Because I work – I do the show with Vince – and Ryan said, as such, he with Billy Body that he doesn't want him to associate anybody that's associated with Billy Body. Wow, he stopped following uh, me too. I thought we had. I thought we hashed it out. That's stupid. Yeah. All right, independent, New Japan, Mexican, and women's wrestling. All oh, those are still on the list. Starting with women's wrestling. All right, uh, Seth Rollins. He's still on the list, even though he just had a kid. Um. Yeah, he's. That doesn't he get him up. Yeah, with Becky Lynch, right? Right. No. Seth, oh, Seth Rollins. I, well, I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. John Moxley. No time out. Seth Rollins is still on the list because he doesn't. He's Seth Rollins. Uh, well, his ribs were on the list, not Seth and Rollins. And then we took it off. No, we, we, took the, we took the we took the knee off and put the ribs on. 
Okay, right. the ribs are still selling the ribs because they don't know how to sell the ribs. Because he wrestled right. Brock Lesnar, and he quit selling the ribs for the match with Brock Lesnar. Okay, but now he had a kid. Right, that does not get you off the list. All right, and then just check. Okay, you stay on the list. All right, so he's on the list. WWE creative. <laughs> they're still on the list. We don't need to say. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. They're on the list, but they're taking baby steps to get off the list. Right. Right. Yeah, maybe the, the the raw creative team should remain on the list, but the SmackDown creative team might be creeping their way. No, they're still on the list until they get straight. I'm not going to get. They do consistent shows. It's only been until, a couple. Until they consistently remove the cartoonishness and replace it with more serious stuff. That, that the, when the tone of the show changes and they're writing the show in a more serious tone. And people are starting to watch it more, and the ratings go up, then it'll take them off the list. X Pac. Uh, oh, he's so nice. He threw shade at me on the uh, Shane Helms podcast. Or on, on his podcast, he had Shane Helms on. And Shane Helms, he was talking about me on, uh, on this show. And Shane Helms, uh, in a slanderous, malicious way, uh, tried to imply that like I was a special needs. Uh, type person that that was very low intelligence, uh, marginally re- marginalized, possibly mentally retarded. Right. Wait a minute. And X Pack X Pack said, "Right, oh, right. Come on. Yeah. So that's what happened on that. So that I will never forgive him for that. Him him that that's disgusting. It's too much. It's taking it too far. Yeah. It is kind of. It's almost like a like a back rake, right? In a wrestling yeah, match. Back rake or like yeah, a, it was horrible. Going out of hand. Quick thumb to the eye. Right. I mean, comparing me to special needs. Come on. Right. That's unexcusable. And last but not least, the Meltzer rating system. Uh, all the lists. Stars and all that. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Yeah, and if you're from stars, Japan, you get an extra star. From Japan, okay. you get an extra star. Right. There's, a, there's right. a star. There's supposedly some of the people on the internet and Reddit right. said that he has a, a, a farm. And he grows the stars at the farm. <laughs> right. And like throws you out to give the stars. You know what? I, I'm going to give it. I've read that on Reddit. Yeah. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine. You know, you know what I'm going to do, bro? I'm going to have my own. Stars. Be true, right? I'm going to give up my first star. My first gold star for Joe actually having stuff prepared and throwing in little factoids. Mm. Today, I give Joe a gold star. There nice. you go, buddy. Yes. <laughs> what else do I get? Like a not like, it's not like obtaining Jeff Lane, but yeah. it's as close as I so can I, get. Am I going to get like a gift card to like TJI Fridays or something? Uh, I'm sure I'll send you some sort of parting gift or consolation gift. Maybe a whole bunch of guys running a train on you mm. or making you the middle of a hundred, you know, of a, of a centipede, seventh centipede with wow. the boys you just traded for Durbin <laughs> and fucking honey boy. Um, what's this guy's Hambone. name? Honey, uh, Hambone. Hambone, honey buns. I'd rather be in the middle than at the end though. <laughs> Wherever you want to be. Um, uh, okay. So that's been the uh, disco list. Boom, back by popular demand. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yo, DI, what up? Where can we find you marinating in the cut, chilling on Snapchat, TikTok? You don't stop or grinder. Boom. At the Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master GG, at Instagram, and Snapchat. Also, you catch me on the Russo brand. Uh, I do a show called Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco. That's in the Realm Network on Fridays. And a show called Time Out, which we discuss uh, uh, like current events and stuff for things. And that's on also Friday on um, Patreon. Tr- on Patreon slash Truth. What's the it's slash? Patreon.com slash Russo TWC. Russo TWC. Russo Truth with Consequences. Russo TWC. Yes. So, now, if people go to your IG or Snapchat, before you used to put your haircut pictures and food porn and the dancers at your club, what could they find there now if they went there? Uh, dancers, but they're not topless. Right. So, so, Sorry, know, Harry. Uh, social distance, Bummer. four to a table, you know, no uh, lap dances. Stuff. No it's lap kind of like a go-go oh, bar right now. No lap dances. No. God damn it. Well, let me throw this out there real quick. If you happen to see DI at the uh, sports betting place, at the Korean barbecue, or at Sap Bar, you just run up to him and start chopping it up. There's a protocol, and it goes a little something like this. Boom. You hit him with a compliment, then another compliment, then a question. You can talk to him one to three minutes if you put him over. Additional time, if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that at no time will there be any direct eye contact a 20 dollar handshake gets you an autographed picture another round if you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over you will hear this tell you one guy from the front door to back reception <laughs> at which point you can tell him you go girl because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86 which means permanent removal joe what's up good news what you got hugs are back on the table especially for cute transgenders oh that's very nice Okay, nice. so so this is basically uh, Joe for gentlemen callers. Topless menu is no longer in vogue. It is yeah. part of the secret menu. The hand job of the week, and I like to say this every now and then, just to make sure people don't forget this. Uh, the the hand jobs, which were performed originally known in the place as the Shake Shack. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, not to be confused with the hamburger joint. Okay, has been renamed in honor of Todd Bridges. Different strokes, oh. Joe. Well, that's okay. thought, that's thoughtful in in memory of yes. And so the hand job of the week is a boysenberry and kiwi sherbet. Mm. How does that sound? Refreshing, like an immature jackass. Did it ridiculous? Did the hand job of the week ever take place in the white trash cafe? <laughs> yes, no. and, and now the that- white trash cafe was the best catering ever, wasn't it? <laughs> Tremendous, and it, was awesome. strange, and it was straight Southern style too. Yeah. Mason yeah. jars and uh, Froggy Way Corton. He would jars. run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute, remember that? Yeah, remember the lady Froggy was. Corton? Yeah, she would Froggy sing it. Froggy Corton. He would run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Corton. He would run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also the location for the infamous CM Punk Teddy Hart fight. Yep. Well, it's he actually outside. Yeah, outside. outside yeah. 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 Um. So uh, basically, just so everybody Could you knows. imagine? Let me let me tell you this. What would it be like? It's 2000, 2003, right? Who would be a rest? Let's let's pretend that we have the AEW locker room, okay, or the Impact locker room, okay, one or the other, and we're wrestling at the fairgrounds, right? And the catering is at the White Trash Cafe, right? 
How many wrestlers do you think would be offended and like would not want to go there but think it's like a white supremacist like they like think they're racist and stuff? Several. Yeah. I'm sure there would be. There'd be somebody that would like to be like right. have been conditioned to think that that's like a bad place or something, right? right? You know, like his white trash. You know. Yeah. It's true though too. You know that that would offend people. Like something that like we all did and just nobody thought nothing of it. And right, we ate the food there, and the people were, were nice people. Right, you know, they're like the nicest old ladies that, that um, served us food. Between the labeling and bitchery, singling and the tribalism, yeah, right? That, They'd be like this is that's like, where right. we at now. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would like to tell everybody that's listening that you can witness this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, Joe, the 3D glasses or the VR goggles are not included. This is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning. And, Joe, it is a limited offer. What do you got? Limited. Boom. Well, uh, you can catch me every Monday on MLW Radio. The club closes at 4. <laughs> so nothing's available from 3 to yeah, 5. But the shake, but the different strokes is open till 5. Has its own schedule, yeah. Yeah. Uh, every month. You're a universe within the universe, like the fun house. Yeah. <laughs> That's your fun Firefly house. Firefly fun house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every, uh, yeah everybody comes in and we're, with you and Kid Romeo and, uh, with, with glow right. sticks. Remember? <laughs> Go ahead. Christ. Every Monday you can hear me on MLW Radio with uh, Raven, uh, of course, Pro wrestling legend, stand-up comedian, Raven, and uh, Rich Bikini, the announcer. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, MLW uh, announcer, Rich Bikini. Uh, I put out a creative control this week. It was my... How come Raven doesn't work in MLW? MLW? I don't know. Because I know him in court. Him in court know each other. So he's doing the podcast with an announcer on the show. And they're not getting him a gig over at the show? And it's on MLW Radio. Ray, Raven would be a great color commentator right now, I bet. Because you probably could would, stick yeah. him on there. You could stick him on there, and he doesn't watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah. I just tell him, tell us what you think when you're watching this. And, right. they've, and they've they've gone, that would be entertaining. They've gone through you know, it. Because he would bury the work. He right. would, like, you know, if he'd, he'd, be buried, he'd tell jokes. He'd tell <laughs> bad jokes about people. Right. Okay, but they, some of them would be funny. Right. <laughs> and he would be pretty honest about the work. They should hire him to do that. I think it'd be sir. Current MLW color commentator is, of course, MSL with uh, Rich right now. So MSL is on there doing that. Uh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. That'd be an interesting com- combination because MSL claims. Okay, I don't know if you know this claim. Did you ever hear the story about the "This Is Awesome" chant? I don't. That he said he invented it. He or invented something? it. Oh shit. MSL claims that an independent show in Florida. He invented the "This Is Awesome" chant because Raven was in a match. And like Raven was hurt and could barely walk or something, and said the match was so bad that they were just doing like just some really bad stuff. Everything that MSL and his crew started chanting, "This is awesome," Ugh. sarcastically to bury Raven's match. So to be perfectly honest, if we can clarify this, and we should, you should actually get the two of them on to tell the story. Mm. MSL is claiming that because Raven's match was so bad that they started chanting, "This is awesome," sarcastically. <clears throat> And that that chant has now gestated and become like the premier chant professor. I wonder if they would have been. I wonder if they would have been sitting with me and Don Callis on the cruise if they would have chanted the same thing at a stand up. Nothing. <laughs> Do you awesome. think? What, what would it, if we had a a uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, not an intervention. Okay? <laughs> Wait a minute. But if we had a roundtable like discussion with Raven, and it was me, you, and Don Callis. To discuss Raven and try to talk about it doing stand-up comedy, how do you think that would go? I'd rather him continue to do it so we have material. 
Why bust so are you his offended, bubble? Are you offended by us uh, busting Ravens balls? Is that, no, is that no. That's, uh, but I, I, as I've said before, I did see his first ever stand-up performance in Clifton Heights, PA in 2010, and I liked it. I was a fan. Well, wait, time out. This, I did this see is funny. This is actually funny. Hey, I want to get. I want to get a professional. I want to get. My name is Raven. You t- call your agent. You know. Hey, I want to get into comedy. All right, let me get you. Know, I'll get to. I'll get you some gigs. We got JK. Got your first gig. Where is it? Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. Yeah, tailgaters. You're thinking like. You're thinking like. Well, where is it? like you know like Madison Square Garden, you uh-huh. know, like the, uh, the Felt Forum, you know. Like, uh, let no, me no, say this: tailgaters with Joe Feeney in the front row. Joe saw him in 2002. 10. Right. 2010. I saw him in 2019, I think. Yeah. And he was reading from a clipboard. Wow. And he's funnier even when he's not reading stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that good. You know what I'm saying? Some stuff was good and a lot of it was bad to the point that he was actually getting kazooed and got into a fight with some guy. That's great. Who said that he wasn't funny and that was incredible. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the Raven Effect every Monday on MLW Radio. I put out a Creative Control episode this week, which featured my interview with Ed Ferrara from 2016, uh, where he discusses his whole He's tubby. got heat. Can you do that? He's got heat. Yeah, that's true. He's got sea monkey heat. Yeah, he's never been on never been on K100. But he did Creative Control back in the day. We went over his whole WCW run. Some interesting stories in there. I'm sure you guys know them, but, I mean, he's talking about uh, Sid like really kind of uh, yelling at him and intimidating him over a bit. Uh, Goldberg doing the same thing. And, you know, so a lot of WCW talk in there. Uh, what do you call it? Taskmaster talks with Kevin Sullivan. This back, week. back in the day when the, the wrestlers used to work, yell at the writers. Th- or the, today, I guess, the writers yell at the wrestlers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Why did you use my line? Of the- <laughs> um, <laughs> seems like it. Taskmaster yeah. talks with Kevin Sullivan, co-hosted by the great uh, John Paz. Uh, has a deep dive into Kevin's career. The great? Why is he great? John Paz, he's top dog in the wrestling podcasting game right now. He's the top. He's got a lot of shows. I'm, I'm sure he's turning a nice little profit. He's actually doing good work, John Paz. Yeah. Two men power shows. Yep. Yeah, he's a big fan he's, of mine. He's now, uh, you know, associated with the brand, so he's he's uh, growing. You should see when he he asks people about me on on shows that he interviews people. He references how how right I am all the time. I've heard that. He listens to the show. And he knows how how. Obviously, correct. I am whenever we have arguments, and I always win every argument. So, you know. that. <laughs> so uh, they're going to be talking about Kevin's uh, wrestling career, in ring career, time as the Taskmaster. Uh, an honorable mention was Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz, the very popular Ring of Honor retrospective. Shane and Jeff, you know these guys; they do that. They do the uh, Ring of Honor. Well, of course, we do. Yeah, and uh, they're the Ring of Honor historians. <laughs> mm-hmm. This week, uh, they do a show from 2012. <laughs> And it's uh, it was main evented by Davy Richards and and Jay Lethal, in fact. So you might want to check really? that out as, as, a ring, as a Ring of Honor fan. Every week they put up a vote, and their listeners choose what the topic is going to be. Way back, playback with Patty. There's got it. There's there absolutely has to be. Okay, <clears throat> and you know what we should do? We should find some Mark that's interested in it. All right, and we could find me, you, and Borash. All right, we could do the WWA. Historian <laughs> podcast. Be, do do a podcast of the Andrew McManus stories. That would be eight episodes <laughs> now. That would actually, I guarantee you, that would be a far entertaining podcast. Than Very the, the entertaining because we have a lot of stories from the road on that one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and this is when the boys go extra wild. 
Anytime the boys Bro, are outside of the country, we would they stop just take at, it to a whole nother level. We would stop at a uh, at a food place. It'd be two 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 buses, and we'd stop. And Brian Christopher had been like doing shots the whole time, right? <laughs> and would go and like he won a race Stevie Ray in the parking lot. Like, can they do a foot race? Because Stevie Ray, you know, Stevie Ray got bigger, right? Yeah. But when Stevie Ray was younger, okay, in Houston, he used to run track with Daryl Green. He used to play for the Washington Redskins, the cornerback. It was like one of the fastest players in the league. Wow. Remember that? How they were talking shit to each other the whole time? Cut about the, that was like the whole thing. They were, were building up. It was like, bro, these were entertaining motherfuckers. Like, the shit talking on our tours was hysterical. <laughs> you had Booker. You had Stevie Ray, you had me, you had Conan, you had Kim, bro. With the, Road Brian Dog, Road Dog, bro. There was so much great shit. Steiner was there, great, and Steiner and it was right, yeah. and it was like bus Luger, versus one and of it the Luger. Yeah, and here's the thing: yeah. it, it was it was bus versus bus because they had all bus the partiers on one bus and all the right. guys that didn't party on the other bus. And we're we're all everybody was just bust each other's balls all day long. <laughs> right. just laughing, drinking, working out. This is terrible. Yeah. Right. And, and the there tour. were times when we had to be on the same bus, <laughs> right. and the guys that didn't party hated us. Hate hate it because we'd be rowdy, you know. Right. Like it's a long ride. We're gonna have some fun. You know? One so of the tours uh, actually had Eddie. Eddie was on in the beginning. Eddie Guerrero, and then yeah, it was. Uh, he was on one of the first tours we did. And then Sat- Saturn was on uh, the latter tours after he got released from yeah. WWE. But and we did a good thing with Saturn. He would come in and like he'd hit the ring early in the show and beat people up and get on a microphone and say, "Andrew Madison signed me to a contract, and I'm here to fight somebody." And like somebody come out and answer the challenge to have a, fight, a match later in the show. And it was actually a pretty good nice. angle. We'd always get over. Yeah, I always like Perry. Yeah. You know? Um. Way back, playback with Pat McNeil's wrapping up Starcade '89. He uh, keeps asking me to come on the show, and I'd Pat. never have time because I'm, I'm, I'm back to work. I don't yeah. have time. So. You should go on. He sounds a little bit like a robot, kind of like. No, uh, I've been on the show like four times, four or five times. Yeah. yeah, I've done his show for years. You know? But is he the one that has kind of like a weird voice, kind of or no? Yeah, he does a little bit. And yeah. that, you yeah. should go on there and do a like with auto tune or that. My name is Kane. And so, I am a Rudy Poo candy ass. Remember that? That, that was great. Remember that the Rock did that? Yeah, you and me popped. We were backstage watching Seriously, that, right. and we were getting candy. heat from everybody. And I yeah. am a Rudy Poo yeah. candy ass. So Pat, Pat this week discusses uh, the Road Warriors versus the Steiners and Flair versus Sting from Starcade '89. Uh, it's Husey. Hello, Husey. Husey returns. After you, Di, the Sting Flair match. I'm very excited about seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tremendous. Uh, it's Husey Hello return this week. I know everyone's been waiting for uh, that announcement. Just because you Wait a minute. Nobody's been waiting for here. <laughs> Husey had on Francine from ECW. You know, the queen of extreme. Let me guess. You were yeah, on you're right. I, I was I watching a clip. He put a clip out. And it was talking about, and the title of the clip was Creepy Interaction with Vince McMahon or something. Yeah. Backstage. Yeah. And I, I was like, you know, it popped up and it's listened to it. And it didn't even, it wasn't even, it didn't even get there. So he's clickbaiting his channel as well. He's clickbaiting his channel. Of course yeah. he does. Although there was a very uh, interesting story about Francine and Rick Rude in ECW. I don't know if you ever saw this clip, but Rude was to come out to ringside and carry Francine away so she couldn't interfere. Except he picked her up like a power bomb and jammed his face right into her crotch and ass and, and made... I was going to say made it look like he was eating her out, but I don't know how he could fake that. So, And she was very uh, perturbed. And, Upset? Yeah. But she was, like, at the time, she didn't want to say anything because it's Rick Rude. But then when the Me Too shit started, 
she thought of it that way. Like, geez, he really did like take advantage of me without my permission. And Wait, whatever. what do you mean the weed, the Me Too? Like, she, she was going like from twenty five years ago. She wanted to bring it up. No, it's just she didn't bring it up like that, and she didn't hashtag it or anything. But she said on Husey's show that that's that made her think back. Like, wow, this guy actually did that without my permission or anything like that. So, bro, I'm just telling. Here's the thing. Back then, guys didn't ask for permission. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They just not, enough, not enough. Not enough girls complained about it. Right. Like too many girls were just cool with at, like that when they were hanging around. Bro, there were so many girls who were throwing themselves at the wrestlers. It's like how could you not think that that's like the culture that you're involved in here? Yeah. You know, it was just very easy for girls. You know, yeah, so when up to remember right. she. And even though that was rude because he didn't ask her, that's one of the boys. And, you know, he's getting ass every day, everywhere he goes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I'm yeah, not saying. It is, what it, is what it is. So this is diff- but, people looked at it differently back then. But it's like, you know, these girls have been with a lot of the boys before. Yeah. They hang out of the shows. After the show, they come. Like, there was no taking advantage of these girls. You like, know, they, they knew what was going on. This so isn't like. like you know, you're 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 wrestling her in the ring, and you and you like cheap get a cheap feel of her breast or something. He picked her up upside no. down and put his face. It was you've never seen anything like it. Not on a not on a wrestling TV show. I've never even like, seen what you're talking. What about. about did you did you see the Austin Aries thing with Candice Michelle or whatever her name is? Uh, no, um, no, the, it was uh, the, it was the redhead. What's her name? Um, yeah, the redhead girl What's from WWE, and then she was in Playboy, and then she was on the Impact Creative Team. Oh, Christy Hemme. Yeah, Christy Hemme. What happened? Yeah, remember, like, uh, they did the spot where he climbed up on the second rope and, like, gyrated his... his oh, yeah, 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 because she said his name wrong or something? Yeah, she's... Something like that. Called him the wrong you know, name. That was the same thing. But that, yeah. that, that was back... See, that's, that was weird. That's like the wrestling fans are kind of weird like that because, yeah. like, it was... Impact was, like, kind of like the indie darling show, so they didn't want him to get in trouble, so they didn't, like, you know... It's, it's kind of weird. That's when I think fans started turning against Aries, though, because he's not a very popular... You know, right. not a very popular guy anymore. Uh, so on Francine's show, Eyes Up Here, it's a best of 2020 retrospective show, looking at the best moments from her and uh, her. 2020, that must be a short show. <laughs> <laughs> it's her and her co-host, uh, the Chadster, you know, co-host the uh, Eyes Up Here. What a Francine, brutal name here. The Chadster. And, See another top guy. <laughs> and uh, the Four Sportsmen, the Creative Control Network sports show, commandeered by... Uh, Mitch Black, you know they're just do- they're doing NFL playoff talk playoffs talk this week. So if you're into that, you want to give another sports podcast a chance. Check out the one on Creative Control Network for Sportsman and Get My Go is available in audio form on all your podcast providers. Mike's not doing them for a video every week. It's, you know it took him too much time, I guess. So only very special episodes will be video. Boy, God knows he doesn't have any time. He's so busy. <laughs> like Jeff if you Blake. ever if you ever watched one of those, you would see how much shit he. It's like a professionally produced show. It's 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 unbelievable. Mike does a really good job, but that, I swear to God, I swear <laughs> to God. But uh, that's it. Uh, you can see me on Twitter at jfeeny3rd or at the CC Network One, and uh, check out my Pro Wrestling Tea Store, prowrestlingtees.com slash CC with Joe Feeney. Yo, go support Joe and his whole crazy universe and what he's got going on with under Creative Control Network over here. We, I want to thank who was on our show this week, Joe, because since you edited it, I don't know who we you had put the, in. We uh, had the Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page and, of course, the super genius Mark Madden. I want to thank DDP, uh, Mark Madden, uh, Kevin Kleinrock. You've been lagging. Uh, we need to know why. Um, and I just want to say that you can ch- uh, uh, you can chop it up with me on uh, – Twitter, Facebook at K-O-N-N-A-N-5150. Chops it up in English and Twitter, Spanish on Facebook. Also, MLW 
Um, I'm going to be coming back there to continue a storyline. You can check us out on Saturdays on BN Sport and Wednesdays. I don't know exactly where they're at, but I know they're doing it on Wednesdays. If, uh, oh, that the zone. Remember what I what I thought was called Dazzin. Dazzin. So did I. Yeah. They're on you. They have. They are on YouTube also. YouTube Dazzin, uh, BN Sports, uh, Pluto TV. They, they're on a lot of places. So the zone YouTube. You know, Selena De Laurenta, Savio Vega, Leo Rush. You know, Fatu. Very good show. Um, and then on Tuesdays, Access TV with Impact. And um, just again, you know, want to reiterate the fact that you guys have been incredible with the Patreon. A lot of uh, people that write to me and tell me. You know, you've been listening for a long time and you finally decided. I know it's very hard in these times because of the pandemic. So thank you very much for your support. If you haven't got on our Patreon, check it out. Uh, it's at K-O-N-N-A-N dot me. Three years worth of catalogs, roundtables, um, music shows. What else, Joe? The uh, Raw and SmackDown reviews are, are on there and they're full, you know. Yeah, AEW and NXT roundtables are on there. You got the full unedited mailbag. You got, um, like Conan said, there's music segments. There's political talk. There's pop culture. There's sports. There's everything. Everything that you like about the show, there's more of it on Patreon. And there's so much stuff that you don't even expect, posters and interviews and backstage stuff from places that I've worked at. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff. If you're a fan of the show, this is for you. You'll really like it. Yeah, and if you're you're like – if your job – your kind of job is like you're on the road, you're a a truck driver, you travel a lot, or you work at a warehouse, you can wear your headphones, whatever, which is what I used to do. You sign up for the Patreon, you'll never, ever run out of shit to listen to because like Conan said, it's it's, uh, four – is it almost four years worth now of content? And you don't you don't just get the month you sign up for. You get everything that's on Patreon. You can go up and go back and check it all out. So well worth it. Yeah, and you can listen to bits on it either on YouTube or while you're doing the bicycle or you know on the treadmill, whatever. Sure. Um, so um, I just want to thank everybody. We've been doing record numbers on Patreons. Our numbers have increased since we came to Spreaker, the rehash show. Joe, great job there. People have been loving that going back and listening to all the shit we used to do that got us to this point and you know the all the running gags that we have how they started um so i just want to thank everybody and also for uh for um supporting our sponsors that's why they keep sponsoring us you know because you guys are buying the products and we're not going to hawk anything we don't use ourselves so i just want to say one more time thank you to everybody thank you to di thank you to jojo for listening to keep it at 100 boom Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco Inferno, Master Public, and myself at prowrestlingtees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the GC seal of approval, please send them in to k100questions at gmail.com. The official Keeping It 100 with Conan Facebook is at facebook.com slash k100conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, manned by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there, and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening, and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio.
My current condition aside, I'd like to respond to Bill Goldberg's challenge last week. After being pushed to the absolute limit by Keith Lee, I stood and watched as legends who have paved the way for me and every other WWE superstar stood in that stage. They were watching me defend my WWE title, a literal dream scenario for me. Before I got the chance to thank them, I was rudely interrupted by your knock on the door. And there you were. Goldberg. Goldberg. I didn't see that coming. One of the most devastating and destructive forces in WWE history. One of my personal favorites, might I add. I'll admit it. My brother and I were young. We used to love tuning in each and every week to see who Goldberg was going to maul that week. Whatever idiot was stupid enough to get in this path. I might have been a little bit starstruck as I watched you part the seas of legends and step into that ring. As the old expression goes, never meet your heroes in person because they will always let you down. I hate to say this, Bill, because I so want to like you, respect you, admire you, but you let me down and you let your own legacy down as well. You put words into my mouth that I didn't even say. And you said it didn't even matter if I said it because I was thinking it. How would you know what I was thinking, Bill? You got me all wrong. I'm a firm believer in giving respect to get respect. That's what a true WWE champion does. You don't know anything about being WWE champion, do you, Billy? No. It is the most prestigious title there is, and it has eluded you your entire career. That's why you challenged me. I have respect for you, Goldberg. I didn't want to accept your challenge. You're 20 years older than me. I didn't want to accept your challenge. You challenging me, that's like you challenging yourself in your prime. Would you honestly want to fight yourself in your prime? But then, my opinion changed when you put your hands on me. Seems like you're the one that needs a lesson in respect, Bill. If that's what you want, you can try to get it at the Royal Rumble. Because Goldberg... I accept your challenge. And in your own words, of the Royal Rumble, you're next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.